would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rinds, but the lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Swallow my doubt, turn it inside out, find nothing. Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Guess what? What? I had a donut today and I'm not sorry about it. Why would you be? They're less dense than a bagel. Um, but they're probably way worse for you. It's all no, 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 no. I've read so many things on like those dumb HuffPost things, and it's like, why you should have a donut instead of a bagel? Problem with HuffPost is like one week they're like, why you should have a donut? Four days later, donuts yeah. are the worst things ever for you. Yeah, are women held to too much too harsh of visual standards? Yeah. Right below it, look at this picture of Kim Kardashian looking kind of right. fat. Are donuts sexist? Yeah, what? it should be called <laughs> ContradictionPost.com. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it was good. Did it? Was it like a normal donut? You cover it in shit. No, no, it was from Phonuts, so they're baked. Not oh, fried. I have, I've had one of those. Which one? I don't know. It was strawberry flavored. Oh yeah, that's a popular one I've heard. Yeah. Uh, I had the Earl Grey blueberry one. All right, guys. Delicious. We can just call it blue. <laughs> Delicious. Earl Grey blueberry. Yeah. Yikes. It's fucking amazing. Uh, the only reason I felt bad is because I had it like before noon. Like what I is that? No, no, no. That's bet, dude. You're getting this all wrong. You have before noon. You got all day to burn it off. You burn that fucker off without even going to the gym. I guess so, but then that kind of fucks up my. When I when I, I have an open schedule to eat shitty food late for the rest of the day. Well, that's how you got to position it. But I when I melt down and have too much sugar, it's like literally I'm shoving cinnamon toast crunch into my mouth in bed right as I fall asleep. Just oh, no opportunity to burn you anything. Take it to bed, or just like yeah, whatever I decide to melt. Like I'll be finishing a Snickers. Brush my teeth, go to sleep. The only well, only worse than that, only worse feeling than taking the food to bed. Well, it's is, a great feeling. Was when you wake up with it still next to you. And you're like, <laughs> Fuck, because it's fine. But like, no, I'm gonna eat the, a little bit of this and that. But then I'm totally getting up and putting it away. Because the, then you get up the next day, you're like, I fell asleep eating cereal. Our friend bed. Steve Howie woke up with nachos in his mouth once. <laughs> oh yeah, one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> I love that. Um, that's great. So let's get into this episode. Speaking of old friends, this is a good one. Yeah, my uh, I grew up with this dude. His name is Max Collins. He's the lead singer of the band Eve Six. Uh, great, great band. You may remember them from back when you were in high school. If you're in your thirties, yeah. And we talk with we talk nineties music. Yeah, that was the original idea. We're like, let's do a nineties music episode, which a couple of you listeners suggested. Yep, we were thinking of, of of doing, and then we're like, why don't we have a fucking dude who is in a band? That you was literally was a, that we was a part of that time, that whole like groupings of bands, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, he also has a new solo record, and it's great. It is good. What's this? So we gotta we plug it in the episode at the end. So. Record's called Honey from the Ice Box. Right, and then the single is called. Sports Bar. Uh, sports Bar. You can find it, it on SoundCloud and stuff. Uh, yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, RDO. So yeah. check out his solo stuff. It's good. Uh, if you know Eve Six and you like them, um, you'll yeah. like this. It's different. It's different, but it, if it, it's got what you like already, and it's different. Yeah. It's so, a yeah. little more singer-songwriter-ish. You know what never changes? The love for one's mother. Oh. Guys, Mother's Day is coming up. And listen, you've heard us talk about flowers and buying flowers for your girl you can find another girlfriend mm-hmm. you can't find another mom you can but it'd be really awkward it'd be weird and it would take a long time to get that relationship to stick yeah 
Yeah, you should it, be like, you're a full-grown adult. Yeah, and if you can't just roll up on a six-year-old woman and be like, can I call you mom? No, you can role-play and pretend your girlfriend's a but mom. But that's super also gross. Also weird. We, not even weird. That's another level. So how about instead of all that weird stuff, yeah. we connect with your mom by getting her some goddamn flowers. Proflowers.com. That's right, everybody. Proflowers. They sent me a box of flowers the other day. Beautiful. Yeah, me too. Fragrant. Yeah. Except they're everything what you want in flowers. Nice thing of roses. It was great. Yeah, they have a, a super good deal, which is a dozen rainbow roses with the free glass vase uh, for nineteen ninety nine. That's good. You can also upgrade it and add, uh, it still has a glass vase, and chocolates for $10 more. We have a promo code. It's occasionally. And that's the way you get the deal is you go to proflowers.com and you promo code occasionally there's a bunch of guarantees like they show up fresh they show up on time they last for a week etc etc they're not basically they're not going to send you some junky ass flowers uh go to proflowers.com click on the blue microphone in the top right corner and type in occasionally okay blue microphone top right corner occasionally they got two deals it's your mom dude it's your mom ladies it's your mother gentlemen gentlemen everybody do the right thing she pushed you out of her body. It hurt. Yeah. Unless she was all doped up on drugs. Yeah. All you got to do is send her flowers. Even and then you, she carried your ass around for nine months. You don't have to carry this vase in your stomach for nine months and then push uh-huh. it out. You just got to click on things. Yeah. The, you don't even have to go to a flower store to get this. Yeah. Shit. The level of easy that you, the, the what you have to do to, to express love to her versus what she had to do is immeasurable. Um. Yeah, and you can have these delivered to her. So right now you're like, oh, it's too early for Mother's Day. Yeah, no, no, they do that. They if have you're that figured out. In front of a computer right now, do it now. They also, it helps. Out. It helps our show, believe yeah. it or not. Like if you use our code occasionally to get these flowers, um, we get paid. They and send then we us. Can, you know, still be. We you can pay us to continue being dicks for a living. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, jump on that shit. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so that was that. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Uh, this episode was great, by the way. That we yeah. did with Max. I got to get real nostalgic because me and Max went to high school together to talk about the old days. Some yeah. real old dude shit. Like, remember that place? It was the best. There right. was mosh pits. We talked mosh pits. Um, yeah. Another thing we all have in common is that we're from La Crescenta. This is a La Crescentric episode. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, this was a good one. So if you're if you lo- if you're a music fan and a '90s music fan, uh, you will enjoy the f out of this episode. Uh, and with that, where are you at this week? Probably the comedy store. Okay. Likewise, I'm in, I'm in town. Uh, likewise, I am too. So if you live in another city, we're not going to be there. Neither yeah. of us. Sunday, <laughs> uh, Westside Comedy Theater. Of Neil course. Neil Brennan and Friends, 9 p.m. Always go to that show. That Neil and Brennan and Friends, Sunday night, Westside Comedy Theater. That's always awesome. Always you host it every week. I host it every week. Always great comics. I do it every six weeks. Some, I don't know. Okay. Um, something like that. But it's a great show. But yeah, we'll both be at the store this week. Uh, yeah. June 20th and 21st, by the way, I am recording a comedy album. Whoa. At the La Jolla fucking comedy Whoa. store. Whoa. Um, so I'm letting you know now because we need butts and seats down there. Uh, so I'll be recording over those two nights. Dope. Um, so come out to that, guys. If you live in San Diego or near, uh, it would be great if you guys would be there. I want you know people there. I need uh, the support. It would be awesome. 
the better that thing sounds, the better it's going to be. <laughs> so uh, June 20th, 21st, La Jolla Comedy Store. The uh, opening acts have suffered to be determined yet. Um, but yeah, mark that shit down. 8 and 10.30 p.m., June 20th and 21st. Uh, and there you go. Enjoy this episode with Mr. Max Collins, 90s music. Bang. I would swallow my pride. I would choke on the rhymes. But the lack thereof will make me empty inside. I would swallow my doubt. Turn it inside. I'll find nothing but faith in nothing. I actually like them. I do too. They had good jams. Yeah. They're one of those bands that in the 90s you didn't like because you were a teenager and they had like, you know, pop songs or right. whatever that like weren't hard rock. Yeah. So you're like, no, man. But then you're like, Jumper is I remember good. them having a good drummer. Yeah. Remember their drummer being good. Yeah, a few good players in that band for sure. Yeah, you had to publicly kind of hate them, but then yeah. you couldn't. There was an undeniable quality about yeah. you know, the yeah. They're catchy. Songs. A lot of stuff yeah. like I was talking about that with Chris Porter, where it's like you get a long, far enough away from stuff where you almost divorce the band from their fans. That maybe like Dave Matthews Band's a great example where you're like, I did fucking like a lot of these songs. You divorce the content, like what they were doing from, <clears throat> you know, I don't know, the form or the style of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> Even the production or whatever. So it's like. Yeah, you, you hear it objectively as opposed to... There were to like trends. There were just like trends in production almost where like, all right, it's time for violence. Whereas like there was like a, almost a formulaic, a kind of a formulaic uh, a thing going on where pe- you almost got like pressured. Right, and you're hearing it all the time. If you have a brain, it makes you uh, very antagonistic because it's just like, oh, this again. And it's, you know, just, you know, yeah, a formula not inspired. At least that's like the knee-jerk tendency, even though, yeah, I, I always found myself with, like, uh, you know, guilty pleasures. Yeah. You, know? you told me, I remember you liked, you were like, I like this Savage Garden. You liked Savage Garden, oh, I was like, oh, that song is so good. Yeah, and I was, was just like, no, man, no. And you were like, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you're a songwriter, so I think you probably have a different criteria than me as far as just like the, the, the mechanics of that song are fucking solid and that's catchy as shit. Yeah, I can appreciate like like the craftsmanship that that goes into, you know, doing a I mean, there is, there's got to be some weird alchemy like why can't I get that one creation song out of my head if I hear it? Like it's there for days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works. Like that happy song that's playing now, that Pharrell. Song. Yeah, you get to where you're like, please, don't, I'm I afraid of it. I can't stand it, but when it comes on, I'm like, well, I'm going to be thinking about this for the next nine hours. Yeah, like you yeah, won yeah. again, Pharrell. Yeah. It's kind of like girls with Coldplay. I feel like there's a physiological <laughs> phenomenon that occurs where they, they can't not like Coldplay. Even a girl who's <laughs> prone to... Like, <laughs> Never heard this, but it's, it immediately makes sense. Yeah. yeah I've mean, seen this, so I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I like that first record. I'm a feminine dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, some of the stuff's good. Yeah, they're sort of like Third Eye Blind where it's like, yeah, you know, you kind of hate them a little bit and then you kind of got to give it up to the songs a little bit. You don't turn it off. That's the thing. It comes on, you're like this, and you're like, I'm not turning this off. Yeah. I'm going to listen to this song and sing like the ye- the one, the yellow song. So I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. sing that. I'll sing along with that shit. Right. And the, and it's, and the funny thing is like, I, my band was that band <laughs> too. 
You, know you think? I, mean? I think so. I mean, any song that's that ubiquitous is going to be, yeah. you know, where there's, you know. But your most People ubiquitous song was a rock song, though. That's what helped. Your first right. hit wasn't like a, it wasn't, I don't think you were aiming at a hit with that song. That was just a, that was like on the record and that was, I mean, it was going to be your single. Yeah. I was there when it was written. Not a big deal. <laughs> no, I, in the room. In the room. In the rehearsal space. <laughs> we were, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. No, like. We were, I was like kind of <clears throat> remarkably unambitious, like thinking back to it. It was just like, I don't know. I mean, we, I was, there's something about La Crescenta really about it. There's no ambition there. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I don't it was know just why. like, I just was that angsty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the You were almost lucky. And you're, that's the thing. That song was a fucking hit. And but it wasn't. It didn't sound like oh, th- this is this is not a sellout jam. Yeah, it wasn't a guilty pleasure thing because it wasn't like uh, a sappy pop song. It was right. like a rock song. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is good. I this remember a K Rock DJ being like, you know what? It's nice to hear some rude rock. Yeah. You said like because there was that thing where we, you guys first got on the radio, yeah. and then all of our friends decided to call K-Rock a thousand times a day. Which didn't end up helping. No, it actually hurt quite a bit. K-Rock then stopped playing the song until they absolutely kind of had to. (laughs) Yeah. three on the chart. Someone, I remember another DJ saying like, wow, the the local Eve 6 guys have really released the soldiers. Like, they were like, we're getting a lot of calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I mean, I was calling several times, like probably 10 or 20 times a day. Right, right. And, like, there was probably 20 of us doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever been able to get through to K-Rock. If you call 20 times, you get through. I just call and it would just be busy. Right. I would talk to that Cat Corbett lady. Like, she, had a, she would have conversations with me. She's like, I would love to play it right now, but we just played it. I'm like, play it again. Yeah. Do you think people still call into K-Rock? I don't know. Are they doing other know. things? I will I, say, dude, the time I was in my car... Maybe with Justin and that and the first time we heard your song on the radio, we freaked the fuck out. Yeah, me too. I freaked I freaked the fuck out too. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean I mean that shit was strange. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. I very think of that time period as like a kind of like the like superstructure of why I then realized maybe I could do stuff. Because huh. I was like, Well, I know Max. We're friends. We seem similar. This is totally absurd, but it happened, so why not? It was just yeah. like a frame of reference. Like, well, yeah. I know him. He's from the same place. He's doing a thing that's cool. Because yeah, before that, you just see people on TV or hear them on the radio, and you go, they're from another world where that happens. You, kn- right, you have right. no sense of the process at all. Yeah, and right. so I was like, well, Max is, we're, we hang out all the time. And I, like, I, so like maybe I could do that, like, or something. I could do something. Yeah. It just yeah. made it seem, it made, it made that world seem smaller and closer. Yeah. That's pretty powerful, actually, because the thing is, like, then you did. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember telling, I can remember telling Justin, too. I was like, if I ever was in, try to do, be in showbiz, I'd want Stu to be my manager. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, that closeness and proximity yeah. to someone doing what they wanted and having it go well. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's a, a possibility. Have you talked about Stu on here before? Do you a little bit? You've mentioned him a few times. Yeah, he was the greatest dude ever. Yeah, our late manager. He was just awesome. He he was just such a. He was sort of like the ideal, like the the perfect stereotype. Yeah, in a way, in like just aesthetically, and like his voice, that gravelly. Just like Jeff Garland on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And just the sweetest man. 
great father like this i learned so much just about being a uh, like an adult yeah, yeah and like that dude loved his family more than anything like yeah. he just he was obs- he, uh, he just kind of had it figured out man of his word too yeah and, like just yeah pretty and he basically made me be an actor like yeah. made me be a real actor he was like would you just come meet with me like i you were shooting of that video for that movie with Katie Holmes in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was there just like being an idiot. So you were in a movie with Katie Holmes? No, no they were on the, the soundtrack. The song was... Oh, right, okay. Uh, the Teacher? Kevin Williamson. Yeah. It was Katie Holmes and a dude from Teaching Seventh Mrs. Heaven. Tingle. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys did a video that. for it at a high school... Yeah. It, Santa Monica High. Santa Monica High, which is the Greece High School. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was there uh, being a dick, and Stu had seen me in a commercial mm-hmm. and was like, wait, so you do commercials? I was like, yeah. He goes, how many have you done? And I go, 10. And he goes, how, and how long? I go, I don't know, a year. Yeah. And he goes, just will you come to my office on Monday? That's and I was awesome. like, uh, yeah. Uh, he's like, just, just come to my office. And that was it. So but he it, managed musicians, actors, like what, what was... Yeah, his partner and him had a management company, and they managed Paul Reiser. Okay. And, like, so they, uh, they had, like... That was more Arthur, his partner. Stu was sort of... Stu was a music a manager. A little bit at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He hadn't really... Mighty, had, mighty Boston's. Did, did he have them before us? I think they came to him later. It was, like, Tor, they had... Tor, Stu, Arthur, Arthur had Tori Amos. Amos. Arthur had been around for a while. Yeah, Stu he was, was sort of a big deal. Guy. Tori who? Amos. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 he walked right into there. I was like, well, how, Amos, are you kidding? This is Amos, crazy. <laughs> You've never heard. Silent all the years gone by. That was some jams. This is, we felt that. We all felt oh, yeah. it. That she was heavy. myself jam was yeah. really good. Dude, she could bring it. She yeah. was heavy. Her fans, terrifying. They're I got just intense. Yeah, I remember any girl in high school that had pale white skin and black lipstick. You could guarantee if you had a question about Tori Amos. Yeah, you just go find that girl, and she knows every fact under the sun. Andrea at yeah. the comedy store, the waitress. I got her tickets to mm-hmm. see Tori Amos at the Tonight Show or something. I was like, oh, you can go. I was like, I have the same manager. I can get you into the Tonight Show. And she was like, I was like, how was it? She was like, well. I would have really just liked to have met her because I have so much to say to her. I was like, oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Would, and I'm, would she a cutter? I would guess. Nick, is, was Andrea a cutter? I have no idea. Maybe I mean, I could see that. She was like <laughs> in her 30s when we knew her, so she was probably so far removed from that kind of... Right, yeah. Right, right. I was like, oh, you want to give her a vial of your blood. Yeah. I know what's going like, on Like I had here. that with yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Like I liked Tori Amos just fine, but I was like yeah. an angsty boy you yeah know, 15 year old ah so that was me marilyn manson was that marilyn for me. manson sort of is the bo- boy tori amos yeah. in a way yeah yeah marilyn manson I, also hilarious yeah, yeah yeah smart funny interesting yeah. guy. i don't know if i've mentioned this before but he wrote a book and he had a part a chapter that was how do you know you're gay and all the criteria was whether or not you liked morrissey, morrissey yeah. or had danced <laughs> to the to a smith song it was yeah. fucking funny yeah yeah he was pretty great not bad watercolorist either Really makes decent watercolor paintings. Now I hear he's totally like he's just gone. Yeah, he's insane. Our friend Dan, you know Dan Cleary. Yeah, yeah. He teched for him for a bit. Mm-hmm. Those stories he, like, punched him in the face. What 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 like bands from that time do you still like like or have come to a preacher? Did you play with that were like yeah, you guys were pretty fucking good. Well. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about Third Eye Blind, and uh, yeah, like, there, yeah, he definitely can't really, he's not like a great singer and stuff. Has a speech impediment. But that's sort of the charm to me. Like, I kind of liked, I mean, we did a lot of touring with them, and I thought, I thought they were, they were actually, like, good. Yeah. You know, live. Uh, who else? So wait, you don't think they're good. I live. only I I saw them the one time with you, and the singing was like. Where where was it? It was a pretty big venue. It was here. Right. It would have been make one up of for it in enthusiasm though. Okay. Or something. I don't know. Where me. did you play with them here? That was big. Um, the forum. The Universal Amphitheater. Yeah, that was it. Okay. The Universal Amphitheater. It, Horizon now? Wireless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, Universal would be. Yeah, the indoor one. Uh, they shut it down. I think oh. it's gone now. Oh, wow. But they changed it to something else. I don't know. They just read it. Whatever company went and bought it. Yeah. They just changed it to like the Home Depot or something. But that was right, like, right. <laughs> I think that was the biggest show I saw of you guys. And okay. Justin and I were freaking, we're like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Because a lot of people, your your song was still really big. So it wasn't one of those things where not a, the place wasn't full for you guys. Like it was basically full to see you guys. Right. And right. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, that was that was definitely that was a fun like sick. We were out with them for kind of ever. Yeah, you were on tour with them for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got a kick out of his sort of poor man's uh, Liam Gallagher <laughs> vibe, <laughs> like sort of provocative uh, and you know smart, but ultimately just totally alienated everyone <laughs> that could like help his band continue to be a success. Oh, really? I kind of think so. Um, but I found it all pretty entertaining and kind of appreciated the fact that he was willing to, like, piss people off in sort of a, I guess, kind of a safe way. But Yeah, when that information started coming out about, how, like, his actual life, it really just did not match up with the kind of music they were playing. And people were like, what's this guy... Yeah, it was sort of crazy. confusing, but it's kind of nice to be confused, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that made me it more It makes you curious. more interested. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you want someone to have something going on or whatever. You're like, yeah, Dave Matthews, yeah. Band, Dave Matthews takes dumps on people. You're like, huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear that like when in When I heard Sammy Charm yeah. Life was like, it was about, like, drugs and stuff. I'm yeah. like, that song? Really? Yeah. Let's re-examine this. And then you listen to it more, yeah. and then you're like, then you're hooked. In a weird like, way, oh. like, a, a, a hooky pop song about severe drug use is pretty subversive you're like oh yeah. you son of a bitch you know who's yeah. great at that kind of stuff like making really like uplifting sounding songs that are about like the worst things ever is uh, Morrissey the guy from, yeah him too <laughs> yeah. the guy from Eels oh brilliant he is the best at that yeah M- maybe one of my favorite lyrics of all time dare mm-hmm. I say life is hard so, so am I <laughs> you better give me something so I don't die I think so yeah that's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> so not that the best first, moment. <laughs> that was his only big hit. Yeah. Was Novocaine for the Did Soul. Did I screw that up? I know it's Life is Hard, So Am I. You better give me something to... F- no. Uh, he, there's a so few different am I. ones. You better give me something. It's So I Don't Die. So I, I, so don't, I don't Die. die. Yeah. Yeah. Before I spit her out. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in over a decade, but it's still, record, it still lives in there. That record's great. Yeah, the eels are one of those. You've talked about they're them a ton. The eels are I great. Love, they, they're yeah. coming out. He's coming out with a new one in, I think, a month or two. Huh. He's been consistently putting out albums since that one. Yeah. I think there was one even before Beautiful Freak, the one we right. came for the soul. Yeah. Who I met you. Uh, the reason you and I met was uh, 
I was asked to do a t-shirt design for your first band, which is the same band, Yaku, yeah. <laughs> of which I did. And then that's how we met. And you were like, you were like the high school's first genuine punk, I think. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. You had died. You were dyeing your hair a ton. Because I remember meeting you, I think you were in like some half a band with Joey. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and it, I remember being surprised it's someone you were like, oh no, I want to sing the songs, and I was like, who's this fucker who wants attention? You're a freshman or whatever. Yeah. And it, I remember being kind of dumbstruck by someone who was going to ask for attention because you guys were going to like play songs in the quad at our high school, <laughs> yeah. and I think you played Green Day songs. Yeah, we played a Green Day song, and yeah. I just remember being like, that is fucking ballsy. <laughs> what it fucking? Was ballsy because I didn't know how to sing or play. <laughs> You were also really it's, young. You were like 15 or 14. You had like dyed hair and you guys were playing the song and it was you guys were playing it well and I was like, who is this motherfucker? And I was such a painfully shy kid. That's what's so yeah, weird. Yeah, outside it? of it you were extremely things. I guess yeah. quiet and shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were like introverted yeah. and not really like, oh, I don't want to be in the spotlight and then you're like, I'm totally going to really start a rock band. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's both both were and I guess still are going on. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's very comedian like in a weird way. Yeah, probably anyone way. who kind of yeah makes something and seeks you know I don't know the approval is that the wrong I I don't know if I was necessarily seeking approval I don't know I guess you feel like you have something to say you feel like you have something to prove mm-hmm. I don't know if any of those things are really healthy. But I think it's just like wanting to be heard in a weird way. Yeah. Whatever it is. Like there's, you know, there's like a version of attention you get from every behavior. So if it's like yeah. you're going to, you were like, I'm going to be like a rebellious type situation. That's cool. I mean, we all knew that was cool. Right. So it was like, well, I'll do that and that'll be cool. Right, right. And that it's almost like I'll do this like, cl- like, like. I'll give you a, a Cliff Notes version of rebellion in a weird way. So, like, yeah. I don't have to, like, explain my personality, but look at this music I make. Yeah. That'll, like, tell you everything you need to know about me. Right, right, right. You mean art? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, you just, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I have died. It's, like, this. it's similar to what, you were, what all of us were kind of doing with our clothes. Like, you don't need to ask a lot of questions. I have a mohawk. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, like, you know what you're getting with me. Like, my hair is green. Yeah, it's your way of being outspoken. Yeah, and, and if... When you're... Kind of when you're younger, when you're too afraid to be opinionated. To speak. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's easier to yeah. just put on the clothes because it's kind of like armor in a way. Yeah, totally. You know? Totally. Yeah. We were all kind of deciding to be punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, we're not. Way we could. Yeah, not, <laughs> not into what was going on around us. Like, well, let's be something else here. Yeah. 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 We're not going to do this. But right. I remember just being like, this fucking guy just wants to sing in front of people. Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah. I just remember being like, this is weird as fuck. Yeah, looking back, it's kind of weird as fuck too. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of scary how how brazen, I guess that because it makes you makes me think about now, and I don't know. I guess I've gotten sort of enough validation along the way to know that some people kind of, you know, or I guess a decent amount of people like like my songs and stuff like that. But it just makes you think like, God, I had no real grounds to, to there, you know, to think that I I. <laughs> could or should get up on stage in front of anyone i didn't i i i really didn't know how to sing like i'm sure i sang those melodies completely wrong well i remember you sing so much different now i feel like that though is the difference between people who become successful and those that don't is that the ones that just go 
Well, f- fuck it. I'm, I, I want to do this. Well, there is something. Figure it out. There's something yeah. truly beautiful about uh, enough talent mixed with like some brash naivete. We're like, you fucker. Like, it's like, no, I'll figure it out once I'm up there. Fuck you. Yeah, you yeah. know what? And I guess that fuck you thing, yeah, is kind of. Because it's yeah. what you lose as an adult. So when you see it, you're like, oh, that. Like, I remember what, like, when the Libertines came out. It was like, oh, you drunk fucks. Like you're just throwing you're like this is great. Yeah. Like and I remember that I was watching and like uh, uh, someone at a show was like they're a proper rock band and it's like yeah you you kind of want that like rebellion because that's not what normal life is like most of the time. So someone who's just like yeah we have force you know like those punk groups that have like six songs they play for fifteen minutes like we're oh, out like that yeah. you're like yeah. it's just some wow about something that's rough around the edges or undeveloped and right. especially when you know it, it eventually will be. Yeah. There's an excitement there too. Someone who like, wants to be a band so raw. Like the like, early dude, Ramones. Imagine in two years when they like yeah. you know, just get better. They early get like, like yeah, refined. early Ramones yeah. and stuff is just like they only knew those chords, but you're like, we want to be a band worse than we want to take lessons right now. Yeah. And we're going to do this. You're like, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Like there's something to that that's like exciting. It is there's exciting. There's also something too, just you know, thinking about a band like the Libertines and then like my band and like the our first record because the libertines are like as cool as it gets yeah i mean it's like they did self-destructed the whole thing and and eve six was sort of just because we were i was so young didn't really know any better was just kind of writing songs without any pretense really yeah was like we were almost earnest to a fault in a way i mean i guess people ended up relating to it but there was mm-hmm. nothing cool about it you know what i mean it was just like i don't sounds know. good was... to me in my bedroom and like and then it became and i think it was kind of beautiful for that reason and probably polarizing for that reason too like the people that say i hate that fucking song are probably put off by how earnest and sort of adolescently honest it was you know yeah. your your age was a thing like yeah. at the time it was like these guys are really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean you got signed to RCA when you were like 17? Yeah. 16 or 17? 17, yeah. Which was crazy. Yeah. And 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 then and then it it was like and then it turned into like a real record deal. It, like that first thing was like here's a $100. Like or here's some money to make these 7 inches that I was no, forced found, to do the cover of. We found out forced. I was forced to do the cover of the 7 you inches. You didn't want to. One was good, one was they terrible. Were great. I thought they were both great. The Barcode Girl, which is some classic 90s shit. Yeah. I love everything Kevin ever the did. The Sumo Wrestlers, that painting is a mess. Oh, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> but here's the thing, like the 7 inches were great. He did those. He did the Yaku shirt, our first, the first incarnation of Eve Six. That was great with the gun and the flag. That yeah. was, by the way, my first piece of insider knowledge that I could ever share with anybody. When they go, yeah, this Eve Six band, I'm like, you know that wasn't their first name. Yeah. They're like, oh, how do you know that? That's well, where I you grew up in the same time. <laughs> where you gave birth to your pretentious yeah, music yeah, yeah. hipster that world. That was one of the very first moments where I could go, you know, I know a little bit of something. I'm into know. their early yeah. shit. How do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the, the birth then, of my pretension. Yeah. <laughs> but then we went back to Kevin, you know, I think, was it for the third record? The third to record. A, to do a little line of merchandise, all of which I loved, thought was the best. Stu told me like, to my face it tanked. Six, 
finally we have t-shirts that i would wear <laughs> and like i think we sold like four of them <laughs> yeah like there no was one the one the one that was literally my favorite was like a shitty drawing of a broken guitar and it just said we suck live oh yeah and well, it had name was our live yeah company. and Stu was like i remember really? being yeah. yeah that's hilarious we sort of ripped it off from no effects so <laughs> must admit they they had that live record and we thought it was cute so we kind of what their what was their record called I don't know. Which one? Was it called We Suck Live? It was something similar to that. There was an actual live performance. Like yeah. An actual live no effects record that was called something like that. So yeah. Stu told me those they were the worst selling t shirts you'd ever yeah, made. They did. Yeah, they no one bought He was them. like, I love them. They we cannot give them away. Wasn't there like a guy <laughs> There was a Mexican wrestler or something? Yeah, there was like some really there was a guy on his hands and knees with like like looking re- and he had like a ch- yeah, I think he think he had a dog collar on and then yeah. it was like a dinosaur it was some fucking and the thing is Stu was like girls buy the shirts Kevin yeah he's like they're not they, they're not buying this shit yeah. it's so weird <laughs> yeah. so oh no there was a guy riding another guy that's what it was there was a guy on his knees like short sleeve it was basically it looked like two Mormons one riding horseback on another Mormon yeah. it was as if someone took a look at the Eve 6 demographic and then <laughs> did ex- you know unintentional effort to make something that I would never want? And I just was like, I think these are cool, and I was like waiting for someone to tell me no, and it, it all was too late. <laughs> yeah, it was a Mormon horseback riding another Mormon. See, I'd wear the fuck out of that shirt. Exactly, and I did. I actually wore those shirts. <laughs> yeah. And girls were like, huh? Yeah, you went into debt because of what I decided yeah. was cool in at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were such we well, were kids. We were kids then. Yeah. yeah. The ultimate excuse. Like, we were just kids. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then it's true also, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we were lads, for God's sake. <laughs> we didn't know anything. Yeah. We there were, was fucking... Our I, brains weren't even fully developed. When I, I've, I don't know, because there there's, there's an increased nostalgia for that time period now. Yeah, you see pictures of these kids at Coachella, and they're wearing they're wearing fucking Nirvana T-shirts, and yeah, it's like become the '90s is becoming like they're talking about they're talking yeah, about yeah. Everclear and shit. Yeah, totally. I guess it's yeah, it's what the the '80s was a few years ago, and it's it's like it's cool. I mean, I like it. Like you hear bands, you know, I I want to hear more, you know, guitar bands on the radio and things. Do you like uh, Rival Sons? I I know the name, but I don't know if I. They're know. so cool. Yeah. They're like a. They're a guitar based like rock band. Yeah, you, yeah. You listen to them too now, right? Yeah, I love them. Um, yeah. They're from like Long Beach, but they sound like like Zeppelin. They sound like a like a fucking rock band. Yeah, there's no awesome. synthesizers. There's no you know any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's very few of those. Yeah. Like them like Sheepdogs. Because people like still just really just really want to hear. I'm still calling it techno. I'm not calling it. I'm not. I'm, EDM I'm not calling is what they it call EDM. It now. I know. Wait, what? What does that mean? Exactly. Electronic dance music. Yeah, okay. Because there were so many other names that people would call it techno, house, uh, electronic, electronic, electro, electro rock, electronic rock. So then they just settled on. Let's call it. EDM. I mean, the fact of the matter is, uh, if, if people just want to dance, and so that's you're always going to have dance music because it's how people meet people to fuck. Right, but but rock is dance music too. Not yeah, a lot I, of the I time. Agree. I, I mean, mean, it's hard. I mean, we've talked about this. That, that I think was the power of the Strokes is you could dance to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it's harder to dance to actual rock music. Besides, just like 
headbanging. It's hard to like meet a girl while playing air guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, pe- but people are just less interested in kind of songs too. It seems like, and more just into yeah, this sort of hypnotic kind of. No, it's just re- it's it's a repeating thing. I was walking uh, down the street today, and a guy in his car. I just heard like the chorus of what was a dance song, and it was like, "Here's your chance, do your dance. Here's your chance, do your dance." And it was just yeah. I heard do it twenty. Dance, I heard dance, it dance, dance, yeah. dance. Whenever dance I hear like something minute. like that, I imagine you know. <laughs> Like being like audio torture, you know, being in a room, yeah. being in a yeah. room with white walls and no windows, and having to listen to something like that. Over yeah. and over it and may I whenever I hear that stuff, I'm like, oh, I could make uh, dance hits. Yeah, I yeah. could oh, sit I could at home, be a DJ tomorrow. I could I could create <laughs> music, not even have to pick it. I could create that song all yeah. day long. I could make ten songs today that are of that similar nature. It does not seem difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may not be as well produced, but they'd exist. Yeah, there's some that's great. There's some EDM or whatever we're gonna call it that is really cool. But a lot of it's like it's just repetitive. Yeah, it's like a beat, nothing changes. Yeah, and it's boring. Yeah, it's just, but it's only for the purpose of dancing, not listening. But you know, like 18-year-olds now would look at us and be like, you guys just don't get it. You're yeah. old. You grew yeah. up in the 90s with their guitars. I remember a guy giving, it's I true. mean, people used to give me, I did a thing that shot in a record store and the guy who owned the record store could not have been angry at me for liking the Strokes and instead of the Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't, I can't go see them. I you can know what I think partially, you know, like vinyls blowing up again. It's making this huge like comeback. Yeah. I think part of it is because, because of people our age going, Let's listen to full albums again yeah. and not like Spotify playlists. Sort of a backlash. Yeah, God, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, yeah, totally, where I really start sounding old. <laughs> yeah, because I can't think in terms of, at, like creatively too, uh, like I, I kind of need to write a record. You know, the, the idea of, I mean, more and more bands, I guess, are doing EPs or even just like releasing a song a month kind of thing. Right, yeah. And both as kind of an audience member and as an artist, I'm just so used to that form, you know, of like 12 songs. Yeah. <laughs> and now and like a, right to a tell purpose. a story. Yeah. As opposed to like, here's the three minute thing to kind of keep the fans calm. Well, to me, it's the like, full record yeah, comes songs out. are so fucking short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Songs are so, it's such a ludicrously brief medium if you think about it. So if, if like that's sort of the goal, a single every couple months, I don't know. I, I, yeah. It's strange for me. It's like a. I think the the younger kids now are like they're like a playlist generation. Yeah, where they're not into like oh I want to like I want to sit down and listen to this guy tell me a story for an hour. Like, yeah, I want to hear this entire album and really know where this band is coming from and what they're about. They just want like what are catchy cool songs. I feel like I they can- don't even want to hear a whole song. <laughs> They kind of, I think of, you're totally you right. Like a, like a car with like a teenager that has an eye, whatever, and it's like, hear the hook, skip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like scary. It's the first six seconds of a lot of songs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I always used to wonder, I still wonder, like what would happen if a song like Bohemian Rhapsody came out tomorrow? It'd be Who would even know what the minute six sounded like? You know what? I just... Because it's boring next... And then go to some Phoenix song that's like poppy and catchy. Yeah. I have faith in the in the you know today's equivalent of the you know you as the little Marilyn Manson fan and us listening yeah. to Minor Threat or whatever the kids that are doing 
something different and are weird and mm-hmm. needs more, you know, just need more. Mm-hmm. I, there's a backlash to everything yeah. or just an ebb and a flow. Yeah. So the, there will be some sort of like, you know, backlash to this notion of things being so short. And it's almost like, this is getting boring. Like this is boring yeah. and repetitive. I want something different. I've wondered about, well, cause I was thinking like, I just made this, this video for my new single off my new record wherein my head gets chopped off by a, uh, by a person wearing like a retarded polar bear head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it happens at the end of the video. And I wonder like if people who happen upon it on YouTube will make it to, make it to that point. You yeah. know, it's like if, uh, if, I was, if I was on a label, they probably would have tried to you know, move that up. Convince huh? me to have that yeah. happen in the first seven seconds. There's an so, yeah. email chain that would say like, "Can we move head chop up?" Yeah, 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 yeah for exactly. sure. With Nineteen people copied on it. Yeah, like that would have been a discussion for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, people. I'm mean, when people send me stuff to watch. Uh, it, the, even I'm a victim of that. Where I'm like, yeah. it's five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think? I don't have anything to do today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, come on. You're or people me. forward you stuff. They go, "There's this crazy thing in this video," but it's at it's at minute one nineteen. Yeah. But just stay patient. It's I've worth noticed it. I'm like, now. I can hang out for a minute. Yeah, yeah. on Huffington like, Post, they'll totally. they'll tell you like it gets good here or like skip to this. Yeah, right. Okay. For a music video, you're like, yeah. it couldn't be longer than four minutes. I'm capable. Yeah, I can do this for four minutes. I'm not like nineteen. Yeah, and have no patience. No, I'm kind of the same way too. I mean, we're just inundated with all this fucking shit now, so it's hard to. Yeah, we're all kind of the vi- we are like we in a weird way are the we perpetuate the things we complain about a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not willing. If you send me a 20 minute video, I'll get. I'm like, are you a dick? Yeah. Like, why are you doing this to me? I'll end yeah. a friendship. Yeah, like, are you send me a 20 yeah. minute video? Yeah, when's the envelope with money in it to pay me to do this? Yeah, right, please right. PayPal me this. Yeah, <laughs> just payment. Yeah, before I watch it, I'm video. on Tumblr right now. I don't have time for this yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. So when you entered the music world, it was CDs. Full length albums, yeah, and there's money falling out of this, and music yeah. video budgets, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Labels had like a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> so now, uh, it's like people get their music either illegally, yeah, or like RDO and Spotify and that kind of stuff, like those yeah. pay services where you just literally have everything, right? How is that? Di- how is that different? How's that been different? Yeah, well, yeah, no one really buys records anymore very few people i mean i guess i'm fortunate in that i had those resources at that time yeah to be able to garner a small but loyal fan base that will pay attention to the record that i just made Uh you know what i mean uh and you know eve six having had a few songs that were those songs yeah um like we can still go out and play and have people come out and we can, we can, you know, make a living that way. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's probably, you know, a lot harder for new bands now. I mean, I don't know if you don't get that ability to be able to crisscross the country on someone else's dime. Yeah. How do you build that fan base? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't. If 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 they don't know you're there, like, what do you do? It's like it. I, I mean, we've talked about this where you notice that like having your song in a commercial is no longer considered e- anything. 
like selling yeah, out. Yeah, it used to be selling out. Now it's just like, no, that's just a way to get out there. No, like, didn't Bob Dylan just do like a Super Bowl ad or something? He did like, yeah, know. it was like uh, some car company. Yeah. Yeah. Ad. Like, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no. Yeah. Yeah. There's no line anymore. No. It seems like it's easier to get your music out there now because yeah. ju- just just because of the internet, but right. it's you know lost among the shuffle of like and oh, isn't it kind of cheap? Isn't it cheaper to make with the notion of kind of home studios and and just the technology of how to make music? It's become less expensive to it's become produce. Less expensive. You no longer have to be expert <laughs> as yeah. a player or. I mean, here I go kvetching again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The younger generation. <laughs> but it's kind of true. I mean, you know, anyone can kind of make a record mm-hmm. in a way. It's like you don't even have to be able to sing. Really. I'm going I'm to make a record. You just yeah. like, auto, auto-tune an entire <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, album. I don't know. I've definitely had experiences because I do a fair share of writing for other bands and, um, you know, sessions with bands with you know kids who can't really play so you do like song like songwriting stuff or producing stuff for other bands more more songwriting stuff sort of i guess kind of leans into kind of production is that like secret information where you can't talk about who you wrote the songs for no it's not not because i know with comedians that happens where yeah i can't someone goes hey i write for some comics they go oh who they go oh well i'm not allowed to tell you yeah i can't i've never said which uh, comics i write for uh, but I guess with music, you they have to credit the songwriter. They have to credit the songwriter, and often it's a co-write with the artist. Okay. Not, not always. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So who have you like written songs with? Well, uh, you know, the, uh, God, this is a weird one. Like if you would told me, <laughs> in, in yeah, high school. At, um, we wrote a puddle of mud single. Didn't you know that? No. Yeah. See, I saw that online, associated acts, and it was puddle of mud. I'm like, did he play with? I was like, I don't yeah. remember. Uh, you're okay. both pronouncing it wrong. It's puddle of mud. Did it? Puddle of mud. Did it? It's two D's at the end. Two D's at the end. Does puddle of mud have that photograph song, or is that? Another band no, that gets made fun of. Isn't Filter had a photograph song? No, Fil- oh, Filter did. But there was another right, one. Right, like, right. Uh, it, It's a fucking good song, man. <laughs> it's just about like going back home and photographs and memories. Oh, that's Nickelback. That's Nickelback. Right? Like, I will... Look, right now, I'll tell you... Wait, that was... I thought Stained had one of those. <laughs> they all blend oh, in. They all blend yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, and the Verve Pipe. Let's be honest. The Verve Pipe had a photograph song as well. I have a, sta- I have a Stain story. Okay. Oh, I'd love to hear this. <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't drink anymore, but I, I did a lot, and that's why I don't drink anymore. And yeah, what we were. I forget. You and I were roommates once because of that. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Oakwood, <laughs> the Oakwood of Burbank. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, uh, I forget where the festival was, but they were playing. Stand was playing, and I climbed up on top of the <laughs> left wing PA. Uh-huh. Did you get arrested for this? No. <laughs> uh, no, I just got kind of, you know, kind of... Uh, In trouble. Had a stern talking to... Well, I, was, I guess I was sort of... Yeah, their tour manager grabbed me, like climbed up and grabbed me and pulled me down. And uh, <laughs> Well, because I was... Yeah, I was up there kind of like 
grabbing the air and kind of like doing what he was doing. All right. But oh, on that's top great. Of the PA. <laughs> uh, my, my tormentor woke me up the next morning and was like, dude, if you don't go apologize to Stained, to Stained right now, like they and their, you know, loyal you know, bodyguard crew or whatever are going to, they, they, they want to hurt you. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh man. That's awesome. So I remember just being so hung over and that's when I had the really unfortunate, I was going through a really unfortunate hair phase and I wasn't bathing a lot. So I had really long, uh, you know, curly red hair. Yeah. And I had oh, this God, I remember that. that was growing in the back. Cause I was just, I was like a bum. I was yeah. really, I was honestly kind of like a bum. Like yeah. I, I wasn't really showering or anything. And uh, and I went up to them and I gave them sort of a half-hearted um, apology. I, the guitar player, I mean, I was, I did behave like a dick for sure. I owed yeah. them a, an apology. and um, But uh, the guitar player was really cool, but the singer was like, better be sorry, dude. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Better be sorry. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's hilarious. Wait, why did you you got arrested in a hotel? Yeah, was that the naked thing that you and Daryl used to do? That was because that's my favorite. Okay, now okay, look, look, it didn't, it wasn't born of the best behavior, but the fact that you and you and D Dog yeah. <laughs> used to like. Make a bunch of fucking noise, and then you'd would you, you'd have them come up. Oh, me and D Dog. This was a separate occurrence, but me and me and Daryl. He was our drum tech. Um, we, <laughs> but there's no way he was qualified to be that. No, we thought it would be funny if if um, we called the front desk. What did we do? You would answer the door. We were naked. You'd we, answer the door it would naked. Be funny if we answered the door naked, if we called the front desk on ourselves. And yeah. complained or yeah. something. And you <laughs> and would answer had, the door and you'd be like, hey, we're just hanging out. Do you want to hang out? And then we <laughs> answered. So, yeah, hotel security came up and we were arm in arm nude. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, we're just, we're, we're just partying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what you're supposed to do. And then yeah. you, you got arrested doing that? I didn't. No, I got arrested. I was also naked, but it was a different time. I, uh, we shit? were in Pittsburgh. What's that? Did you throw something shit out of a window? I did that too. Like a yeah. cow skull? So predictable that. But again. But you know, yeah, it's sort of like, okay, we're here. We might as well, you know, give this a try. Yeah. You know, the, I got arrested in Pittsburgh. Um, I was, I was again, very drunk. And I went down to the front desk naked. And <laughs> oh, asked, yeah. And asked them if they had... <laughs> Oh, I asked them if they had a sh- uh, shaving cream and a razor. <laughs> and, and she said yes, you know, and she gave them to me. And I went back up to my room. Or no, I think I just asked for shaving cream the first time. I went back up to my room and put shaving cream on my pubes and came back down and asked if they <laughs> had a razor. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, great. I yeah. mean, look, I'm not saying I'm glad. I'm not... Yeah. I don't like... The reasons you got to the place where you were doing that. Oh, I'm glad that happened. But that's fucking funny. It's yeah, great. I'm totally glad that happened. That's what you. That's were what you holding your dick? Were you hiding your yeah. dick, or did you go just let it? No, my dick was totally out, invisible. I've and seen I, your dick. I've seen your around. dick a lot. You have a nice one. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it's a pretty average penis, but no, it's not. It's bigger than that. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, and so the the security. You were guard, a big dick shower when we were young. Yeah, even before I started drinking, we were not. As young people, we were not afraid. I noticed one of the things I think bonded us 
a group of our friends. We were not at all afraid of being called homos by like the jerks. No, we were actually pretty into it. Yeah, we thought it was sort of because we <laughs> thought they like were so dumb for thinking that way. We were like, who cares? It's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. it's like a punk rock thing to do. Well, I yeah. remember distinctly get it. You and I were on your street in front of your house, yeah. and some guy came up. A guy that I found annoying came up and started talking to us, and I found it annoying. And yeah. the way I decided to get him to leave us alone was I said, oh, my God, I saw this boy today. He was so cute. <laughs> and the guy, was, the guy literally just got a weird look on his what? face and walked away. And you Where were this? this is like on your street. Wow. And you just started laughing. You're like, that was fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't want to talk to that dude. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm going to make you talk to me about how cute I find a boy and he's yeah. going to go away. Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that definitely bond. Our antisocial tendencies, I think, bonded us. Yeah. And uh, oh, that was another thing we were fond of for a while there during the bum phase was <laughs> being was saying nice dick to strangers in public restrooms. Mm-hmm. Nice the, dick. At the urinal next, yeah. next to us. There was I was so bummed when I oh. found out the Jovi beer me story was fake. Oh, I just heard another Jovi story that I'd forgotten about. We heard did they I had heard a story that Daryl the drum tech, you guys had played some thing and Bon Jovi was the headliner and then later you, you were hanging out at a bar and Daryl had the balls to be like, Jovi, beer me and no, I think asked he did. Who's Jovi? Bon Jovi, bon John Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. He asked apparently and that this was a story that, that Daryl was just like, Hey Jovi, beer me and yeah. Bon Jovi like just like supposedly just was like that you're such a ridiculous and got him a beer like, Who are you? I think that may have happened. I want it to That's have happened awesome. so bad. You know what bad. else happened was it was like our first Daryl's fucking night. funny. Our f- Daryl's really funny. Our first or second night on that tour, it was a stadium tour, you know, and uh, and and I started to thank the band. I'm like, I want to thank John Bon Jovi, <laughs> Richie Sambora, <laughs> and then it went then Chico Torres, and yeah. those are the only names I knew. Yeah, and I said, and the other two guys for having oh us boy. on the tour. <laughs> And they booed you? I don't you? think we got anything bad from that. And then there was the other <laughs> time that I, I'd forgotten about. Saying Tico Torres is an odd moment in anyone's life. Yeah, yeah. David Bryan is the other guy's name. That's the keyboardist, keyboard player's <laughs> name. I don't know the bass player's name. And then um, I'd forgotten about this, but someone just told me recently, like I was out of underwear, and I went to the Bon Jovi's uh, wardrobe <laughs> person. I was, and <laughs> maybe I asked them. I don't know. Or maybe I was trying to get someone to go to Kmart and get me underwear or something, and she was like, I've got a pair of Bon Jovi's underwear. You here? You can just wear wear those. You still and have I, them? And I advertised it on stage. I just I said, yeah, I'm wearing Bon Jovi's underwear. Right and the now. wardrobe girl was, oh fuck! Yeah. I remember I'm so much yeah. trouble. Now. Stu told yeah. me a story about just like your level of obliviousness when it came to money. Yeah. Where he went and visited you guys on the road in New York or something, and you were putting on like a filthy pair of socks. Yeah. That outwardly smelled and he was like what the max i actually remember that your socks and you're like oh i i spent all my per diem so i don't have money for laundry he was like what are you talking about and he made you call your business manager and you had like hundreds of thousands of dollars at that yeah, point actually, I, I remember that i remember that and you were like oh oh cool <laughs> like you had no sense that a hit song had made you any money at that point yeah i wonder <laughs> i mean i guess it was it was all happening so fast and everything and you know and and we hadn't been home yeah. It's like you're in high school, you know. Or you at that point were like 18 or 19. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're on the road and then... Like you have to go to a physical bank to get money. That's how that works. Right, right. And he like made you go to the ATM and get money. Yeah, you couldn't check your balance on your phone. No, there was, yeah. There was no... you'd have, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he like took yeah. you to a Bank so yeah, of America. How would you know? 
How would you know? And it was like, take out three hundred dollars. You're like, this is great. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I wasn't going to the bank. Yeah, I was just getting my twenty bucks a day or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that you would run through already. Yeah. I could I'll buy food instead of do laundry. Yeah, yeah. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so great. Yeah, and unfortunately, like, not much has changed <laughs> in the way of business acumen. Yeah, well, right. I don't know. That's what, if all of us had business acumen, what would account- there'd be no accountants. You know what, though? I feel like, I feel like that, that sort of uh, rationalization for me now at this point when I have, like, a family <laughs> yeah. and yeah. stuff, it's sort of like time to... I feel that... But but I have such a block. I mean, I have such a resistance. It's almost like like I'm a little bit retarded. Mm -hmm. Resistance to to what? Paying attention and understanding matters financial. Oh, right. Yeah, because it's like boring and serious. It's so boring and it's so serious. This isn't being on stage and having fun. This isn't being (laughs) on stage and having fun. Yeah. There's no joy in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but I guess that's... What 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 an adolescent I mean, what an immature, emotionally immature yeah. thing. Yeah. I can only pay attention if it's super fucking fun and exciting. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't feel good all the time, then Yeah. yeah. Talk to that do you think is cause you you were like taken literally from a high school age yeah. and then made into like a success. Yeah, in a weird way, the world was like, hey, instead of doing algebra, why don't you yeah. go be a rock star? Why don't you, and you keep were like, having fun but that sounds a ton great. of money right. and yeah. like go tour right. or whatever. There's an Which extreme, I mean, to be fair, there's an extreme danger in getting a success young. Yeah. I mean, it's, there, are story, there are a million stories that turn out a million times worse than yours. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah, to no, give I'm, someone a ton of fame and money and power or whatever it is. Their brain isn't fully developed yet. Literally not that. done. I You're not cooked. Just go down any road yeah. of influence that they're not even aware how bad that is. Or yeah, they no. could just go like, oh yeah, a ton of drugs forever. I'll do that. And you look totally. around. You're on tour, and there's it. a yeah. bunch of grown men who work for you. Right. Yeah, yeah. That are literally there because of you. Yeah. 20, 30 people on a tour that their job exists because... That was an interesting dynamic. We called them the ancestors. And like, just, you know, and we have like six of these old dudes and we loved them and stuff, but it's... They're great dudes. Yeah, great dudes. Great stories. They always wanted the bus to be like 47 degrees. I remember that was the biggest source of contention (laughs) with the the old roadies. They wanted the bus to be that cold? Yeah. Well, they're all all portly and they all wear black sweats all the time. So maybe... All right. (laughs) It was that, <laughs> but the, yeah, that the I noticed. You noticed that I when I went to see the Kings of Leon, I just looked like there's a tiny city that exists around them. Yeah, and they've all like Tom Morello was standing where I was, and like their main tech guy had done like they've all been on a million tours. Yeah, so this they're like cir- they're they're like part of the circus well, in a weird way. They're like yeah, they're like a, a secret society in a way, and and the thing is, they outlast the bands. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, they're still doing their thing, like nine generations yeah. Of, of yeah you know styles of rock and roll yeah or whatever because you always need the sound to be good so that's yeah, yeah it's yeah. they do outlast the bands yeah yeah some bands are like they're just trendy or like they fizzle out for whatever personal reasons or or, or whatever yeah. but there's there's always going to be a new band and they need a guy mm-hmm. yeah to help you know make them sound good on stage i mean yeah every you know there's a song that everyone loves but then like those people get yeah. to tour briefly and then never again right 
but they're going to need a guy in black sweats and a fanny pack to run out with urgency and adjust the kick drum mic mm-hmm. and run back. And that dude's going to be there 30 years later. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to segue into this because yeah. we're talking about tours, the Summerland tour. Yeah. Kevin told me about this the other day. Yeah. It sounds pretty cool. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I like all, I like all those bands. Name the bands. So this Nick. is the third installment, right? Yeah. What I'm seeing. This is the best installment. Um, yeah. You, with the, the, the bands you named me, I, there wasn't any kind of like, almost ironic nostalgic band no it's like they fucking rock they fucking rock yeah and they fucking rock yeah soul asylum yeah i've been a fan of since like those hang time and and the horse they rode in on records i don't mm-hmm. know if you were i wasn't a huge soul asylum guy um, i like that runaway train guy. song yeah, that's but good there's one. a lot of everclear songs i legit album. liked yeah yeah everclear has been on every installment it's his tour Oh, okay. Yeah, Summerland is like, Everclear song. Yeah, it's that song. <laughs> Let's move to Summerland. Sounds like heaven to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I know where Summerland is on the way to Santa Barbara. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I've seen that sign a million times. Okay, I didn't know that was even related. Every time I drive by it, I'm like, maybe life here is good. So yeah. let's go. There haven't been a bunch. Uh, so, yeah. But let's go through the lineups of the first one, Everclear, Gin Blossoms, Lit, Marcy Playground, and Sugar Ray. Do you know... Do you know all these guys, like all those bands? I know Lit well. We did okay. a lot of touring with them. RCA band as well. So is uh, Lit still around? Do you know anything about them? I, uh, I was my never worst a enemy. Huge that was their... Lit guy. I I think they still rock. I, I I don't know if they're how active they are, but yeah, Marcy Playground. I loved. Yeah, that was a good song. Sugar Ray. I mean, you told me that. You told me a story. Your producer Don Gilmore. I think produced a sugar ray record or maybe someone told me the story and the, and the dude was like look we can't write you're gonna have to write some songs because we don't well i think the story was their first album it was that, like a hardcore big it was, was like a hard rock album yeah. and then they had that one and then that one song with the dj the thing about them is they they never really took themselves that seriously no. i sort of appreciated that about them it was mm-hmm. kind of like uh you know whatever we're we're kind of and I always liked him. And, I always liked Mark. I just liked Mark Rath. I'm like, you seem like a good dude. I yeah. He's like, like song and dance man. Like, yeah, like, I liked old when he hosted entertainer. He hosted yeah. Entertainment Tonight for a little while. I was like, yeah, man, perfect. I like the fact yeah. that they named the next album 1459. Yeah, yeah. This, this that I was like a funny little joke. Yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, there's and some good melodies in some of those tunes. Where, where mm. I really grew to like respect that dude was watching him on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Oh yeah. Guys, fucking encyclopedic phenomenal. '80s knowledge. No, just all music. Yeah, I left yeah. there buzzing away, just destroying. A the music topic. nerd. Yeah, yeah. yeah really Marcy, Pl- I did like Marcy Playground. Yeah, I don't. Did I? I don't know. I don't sex know. And candy. What did they even have? I smell sexy. I do a bit candy. on Marcy Playground. Sex and candy. Have <laughs> Uh, Who's that This is a good song. Yeah, it was. You there know, was a, I also <laughs> like from the night. You remember Squirrel Nut Zippers? Uh, yeah, that, that song was that hell. Yeah, that was okay. like there was a summer of ska, weird. and yeah. then there was like a spring break of swing. <laughs> right? <laughs> of what? There was a swing. A swing. There was one hilarious season of uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever record yeah. label that gave them short term deals was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. swing thing. That's big really bad voodoo daddy. Yeah. Summer of ska, spring break. Our friend swing. Justin yeah. rode that summer for a year and a half. Yeah, he yeah he clung to that summer. He fucking learned how to swing dance and went every day. Yeah, 
He was good at it. I watched him do it. Yeah, there were babes that liked to dance with him too. So who can blame? Babes like to do lots of things. Oh yeah, that's true. In general, but I guess squirrel nut zippers would have been swing. They were yeah. so yeah. weird. I didn't even know what. To were they them. Zoot Suit Riot? No, that was Cherry Pop. That was the other one. <laughs> there were two. Okay, and Cherry yeah. no, you had Cherry Pop and Daddies, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and Squirrel oh, Nut Zippers. Yeah. There were three. Yeah, uh, wait, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Okay, there were, yeah. four. There were four. Brian yeah. Setzer Orchestra still tours. Well, I mean, Brian Setzer was doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah from like he was doing that stuff way before. before. Stray Cats. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah Stray yeah. Cats with a horn section. He was. Yeah. He, I think he just woke up and go, "Oh, I can make money off this again. Cool. Yeah. I literally form. can yeah. keep the same hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. Perf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want that to come back. <laughs> with no. the swing thing, just the those bands. I don't mind genuine swing music, but I don't want neo swing to come I back. I wonder if ska will ever come back. I don't know. It's so specific. I think. Do you think like in the nineties? It it's was all. It's like liking to make r- that stuff come back because there were like four labels, mm-hmm. and they could just decide. Like a band comes out and makes a popular song and a genre of music, and then they go, "Let's make fifteen carbon copies of that right. and flood the market with it." I feel it'd like, be so much harder to do that now because music's like so 90s, decentralized. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like. Uh, it's almost like the ska thing was attendant to the punk thing in a way because the operate that Operation Ivy mm-hmm. yeah. hybrid that hadn't that thing hadn't really happened yet, which but is a hybrid was, of like one Clash record. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. The Clash Sandinista. I yeah, think. the Clash did kind of was doing that. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> but again, punk the Clash punk era fizzled super quick and then just disappeared. So you're saying yeah. the ska thing was the ska thing was from that 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 kind of rebirth of punk or whatever the whole Green I Day. I think so. Yeah, but sense. genuine ska was so specific it wasn't going to be like pop hit. So then they needed neo ska, which was like okay, no doubt had some songs that had ska in them ish. Right. And then it's like okay, but let's put a ballad in here. Right. It wasn't palatable enough because it's like it's all too similar. Right. Every band of genuine, like a lot of the ska bands sounded really similar. And then it was like, well, are we going to listen to Rocksteady where it, everything's really sounds hard similar? for that? Right. Because it's to not sound like a parody of itself after a very short while because the instrumentation is so specific. Yeah. But like every song sounded very similar. And if you loved it, you loved it. But yeah. I remember like you'd see ska girls and you're like, she's cute, but I don't know if I want to live that life. But she's she's too happy. She Not even happy, but like down. I can't I don't own an, I don't own the right clothes. I have one ska outfit, but I I don't want to make that a life. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's okay in tangents. There's some dumb joke like what what is a what does a ska band do when they drop their guitar? Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Boscones, I guess, were considered like swing ska. Yeah, they definitely were. Really? I would consider them hardcore ska. Okay. Hardcore. <laughs> hardcore forward slash ska. That guy, I remember, I went to their video shoot, yeah. and uh, I remember meeting the guy whose job it was just to dance on stage. Yeah. And Stu was like, this guy's got the best job in all of music. See, that would be, that would sort of be, that would be way harder than me. I think he player. was awful, also the tour he he, kind of man, not managed a tour, but was like a guy who did other stuff too. Oh, they, I'm sure they made him do other stuff. Yeah, apparently Royal Crown Review was like the beginning. Oh, there of were that, five that neo swing movement. Royal Crown Re- Review yeah, was like okay. the first. One. I can't remember the other four now, but you counted. It was uh, Royal Crown Review, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Cherry Pop and Daddies, oh, Brian Setzer Orchestra, 
Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And said that already. Oh, I Squirrel Nut Zippers. Squirrel Nut Zippers. And then Louis Prima. I don't know. Oh, Louis Prima. Louis Prima, sorry. Wasn't that a little bit of Monica in my life? No, that was Vega. That okay. was Louis Vega. 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 He was on RCA. Was he? Prima. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you knew. I bet you he saw the lay of the land, saved every penny, and is somewhere in the Caribbean right now, living life in a way that's great. I hope so. I guess someone maybe just redid an old Louis Prima song or something, okay. which kickstarted. I don't know. Okay, okay. But yeah, it was so brief. I love that in Wikipedia they call it swing revival. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even last that long. Like it was this important <laughs> movie. Yeah. Who do era th- in American history uh, or whatever? Who were like the when you would do like those radio, you know, like the K Rock type radio festival shows? Who were like the the like the group, the group of bands that you would end up being on the lineups with? Well, first record, oh, God, who would it have been? Marcy Playground, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Third Eye Blind. Lit. Offspring. Offspring. I was going to say, they were, they were huge back then. Offspring, They were probably yeah. all, like, on every festival. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. There were a lot fewer festivals back then. There were actually, there were a lot of radio festivals. What was the there closing le- time song band? Semisonic. Semisonic. I just Semisonic. heard an NPR interview with that, the dude from that band. Mm-hmm. They didn't mention it at first. Dan, what's his name? Dan Wilson. Dan Wilson. You knew him, right? Uh, kind of friendly with him? I, I, we did like a couple shows with right. him. So kind of, I mean, he's an incredible songwriter and has written Adele songs, Dixie Chicks. Oh, it really? It was crazy. They started talking to him and then... They're like, oh, you've written all this stuff. Like, you also wrote another song back in the 90s. And then they start playing, and I'm like, that's that dude? Yeah. yeah. It just made no sense. Yeah. But yeah, now he's doing that, I guess. Four Non Blondes reunited. Saw it online yesterday. Really? Is that right? I got a tour. And she's also written tons of. Oh, yeah. She's massive. She's one of like, she's like that top tier. Yeah. Like her and Sia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then who do we. Okay, so let's go to Summerland 2013. Everclear again. Selfish. Uh, <laughs> live. Oh, live. fuck yeah. Live they were known for having the worst music videos. I like some the of world. them. The yeah, one in the dance. pool? Yeah. Or the face thing. Yeah. Or they just they, they admitted. They're like, we just didn't know what There we was were that doing. one where there was there an empty like swimming pool with a mattress in it. Use the same director for the video with the fly wrangler. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bowden. Gavin Bowden. Gavin Bowden. Different, live with different singer. Oh, really? They have a different singer now? For that tour. Oh, for the, oh, I see. By far my favorite abortion song. Oh, yeah. Her placenta falls yeah. to the floor. What's your sixth favorite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, that, what's your the, first through fourth favorite? You got the Ben Folds one. Oh, all right. Ben Folds 5 had that good uh, abortion had, one. The 90s had a couple. There was a, that was a real, I think I only have two. Those yeah. two. <laughs> so we couldn't really have an EDM song about abortion. Right. They will. Skrillex will have one. Yeah. He makes a girl get one soon. Yeah. I'm really sorry. 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 sorry. Yeah. Like right before the break. But not that sorry. But not that sorry. Drop that beat. Kill that baby. The new Skrillex is a lot less. What's that style that. Dubstepy. It's a lot less okay. dubstepy. Okay. I watched his live stream on Coachella. Oh yeah. And it was like there were. Were a you few mad songs. at yourself? No, that's how you do it. Now. I call it home cello. Okay. <laughs> you watch it from the couch. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. the, the quality's great. They've cameras set up everywhere. It looks like an actual edited concert film. That's cool. It's pretty. You don't cool. have to be around all those feral people. Exactly. <laughs> all doing ecstasy for the first time. It's like a nightmare. Yeah. But they uh, Skrillex had some like accessible sounding songs that sounded like. That's cool. Huh. Yeah, pretty good. Huh. Yeah, it was weird. You've it was changed. Surprising. 
He has changed. No, you have changed. Oh, me? Yeah. I mean, so did he. We've changed together. 35% of your Twitter jokes are anti-Skrillex. <laughs> For a while, they were. Yeah. He was so aggravating. Okay. But, you know. Uh, then we got Filter. All right. See, Filter had good songs. I'll fuck with Filter. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. cool. Yeah. Hey, man, nice shot. Yeah. Take a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His brother is the, the guy, um, uh, Richard Patrick. What's his brother's name? He was in Terminator. Robert Patrick. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the, one of those odd facts. Wait, his brother was the T-1000? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy yeah. when you hear that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you'd found this out in the 90s. You would have fainted. That's insane. Yeah. Imagine the ri- the weird rivalry if they ever had one. Oh, yeah. I'm in a fucking cool band, bro. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm the T-1000. Yeah. yeah. He had a great role in The Sopranos, too. I did toward the end. Show. Yeah, he was a good actor. Uh. That is, he's still around too. Oh, for yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Stuff. He's a yeah. still a legit actor. Yeah. Wow, and it's fil- so Filter is obviously still around too. Yeah, that's such a weird. Hey man, that's yeah. that was a good jam. Yeah, what mm-hmm. a crazy family that must be. Oh, weird. Yeah, well, like one son is in Filter. Yeah, great, super successful, and the other one's the fucking T one thousand. Yeah, those are some proud parents. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sponge was the other one I like them What was their Hit They had 16 Candles Oh yeah I fucking love that song song. Cover of one of their records Was all the candy corn Yeah Yeah. I remember being up late Listening to that Mm -hmm. song A lot Like seeing the video Yeah I liked that song a lot You know why I always Will remember The cover of that record And the name of it Is because Back then You couldn't Google A song Or Shazam it so you had to retain information. For, or you, have, you just have to wait till someone told you. Right. So you'd be listening on the radio, right. and you're like, okay, what's it called? And sometimes they wouldn't tell you the names of the In songs. In the order. They'd just be like, that was this, this, this. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. what was At it? the end of the block, yeah. right. an hour later. Right. So sometimes you're like, you're not just going to sit in front of the radio for, or you're on your way to school and you're like, fuck, what's it called? Oingo yeah. Boingo I had that with. Yeah. Where I'd hear Dead Man's Party. Uh, in the morning on the way to school, but I couldn't sit in the car and wait right. until it was over or wait until they announced the songs yeah. or I'd hear it after school and I'd get out of the car or I couldn't sit for 45 fucking minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I had that with Sponge and I'm like, who sings this song? You Best know, friends, they didn't know either. You know who I had that with and who I, I loved? Kay's Choice. Oh yeah, they were good. It was a girl band. They were fucking they like sad. Swedish or something? I don't know. They had some sad, sad songs. Amazing. They had like a really good video I just liked him. That song called yeah. "I'm Not an Addict." That was really good. Yeah, that was kind of a hit. Yeah, I'm like a like a minor hit. Yeah, like enough to like tour a little bit. Yeah, yeah. the Toadies. Fuck yeah. Toadies. <laughs> yeah, what was their thing? Possum. Oh, so was help that? me, Jesus. That was a good song. Was yeah, it the was. Name of the song? Girl Possum? bass player wore a Red Wings jersey. Oh dang. Possum King. Rickenbacker album or the name of the song. Oh, I, it, yeah, I think that I was the name of the song. That that was back in the day when you could name your song something other than the chorus hook. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it, where in fact you had to. It had to be some abstraction. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Ween? Ween was good. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pushing you, up daisies. Fucking Possum Kingdom is still played. I don't listen to K-Rock that much anymore, but anytime I click over there, Seven out of ten times. Your songs song are still on. played a lot. Yeah. Like, I hear them. I feel like, you know, people tune into FM rock radio kind of for that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're getting new music elsewhere, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all from like the Spotify, RDO, yeah. those kinds of like streaming, Pandora. Yeah. But Pandora too is great for that stuff. You could just type in 80s, 70s, 90s, and then it's just all your favorite songs. Right. Yeah. And you don't even have to like try. You don't have to go find them. They're just yeah. all there. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your new record. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's called Honey from the Icebox. It's coming out May 6th. Yeah. It's a solo record. Um, predictable? Sure. I, re- <laughs> I, I really like it a lot. Thanks. I told you, I think it's the best songs you've written. Thank you. Because I, I, I like you, and I loved Eve Six, obviously, but I like you uh, of a, in a singular nature, making all, I like you just doing all what you want to do. I Thank listened you. to Sports Bar. I like that song. Thanks, man. I heard it on Ardia. Awesome. Ardio, is that the one? That's like the other Spotify. It's the other Spotify. It's Do the they have shows? The Do they have better. DJs? They don't have DJs, right? It's just a streaming. What's Adobe? Service. Is that something? Adobe? I don't know. Okay. There's right. Beats Music now. That's a new one. Okay. Okay. But I heard Ardio was bet more fair to the artists than Spotify. Oh, okay. Because Spotify apparently pays like nothing. Yeah. Mi- okay. Some guy was like, if I my song gets a million plays, you know, I get fifteen bucks. I gotta look it okay. up. Look up the That's actual crazy. statistics. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a quote from the guy from Cracker. Another good band. Mm-hmm. Um, Another good he, 90s band. He talks mm-hmm. about what he got from Spotify versus what he would have gotten with the same amount of plays in the same amount of time period on the, sorry, on the radio. Yeah. And it was like, it was like $10,000 versus a yeah. dollar. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be so complicated and nuanced, which is how they fuck you. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like. What if someone listens to 27 seconds of a song? Yeah. Does yeah. the artist get paid yeah. less than if the, you know, I don't know. Well, they've, they're definitely going to come up with a metric that benefits them, not the artist. Why would of why course. wouldn't they? Right. And the more complicated it is, the easier it is to... It's hard to track down. Do that. And there's one tradition in the music industry on the business side. It's ripping off Oh, musicians. God, yeah. That's yeah. their shit. It's like a pastime. We're so easy to rip <laughs> off. Yeah. <you> know? <laughs> right. It's Especially, like, I'm sure, the younger they find them. Yeah, they don't know the way the world. Well, and the level of distraction you all of a sudden sum of money that's five figures are like we're rich now. Well, also you become you become kind of the minute you become famous, the kind of distractions you're you're a party to. You're like, no, everything's great. Yeah, yeah. I just played a fucking stadium. Fast tracking it, bruh. Yeah. (laughs) So here we go. The cracker guy. He goes. the song Low had been played 1,159,000 times on Pandora in three months. That's such a good song. Lowery, in his yeah, capacity as the song's co-composer, was paid $16.89. What the? For 1.1 million. For 116,000 plays on Spotify, he got $12.05. Meanwhile, Low racked up only 18,000 plays on AM and FM radio during that same quarter. But for far fewer spins, he received far more money, $1,373 to be exact. Which still is a pittance. Yeah, yeah I know. Shit's got to change. I mean, that's so crazy. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. I did get some retro stuff in my last BMI thing, online payments that ha- hadn't before mm-hmm. been paid, um, which is maybe a little bit heartening, but of course, I, I don't really care enough <laughs> yeah <laughs> to investigate any further than that i'm i'm still that guy who's like oh there's more money okay awesome now i don't have to pay attention as much anymore yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is not good but 
So the I, new album so comes out when? May 6th. Comes out May 6th. It's okay. called Honey from the Icebox. I made a video. Um, my head gets chopped off in it. and uh, At the end. At the end. So you have to, like, you have to pay attention there. for like two minutes and 30 okay. seconds before that happens. Hang in there. Uh, that's funny. So where is it? I know the single was on RDO because I, I started looking it up and it, it, yeah. that, just that came up so far. Yeah, just that. So the single's out on RDO, Spotify, iTunes and all. Okay. And uh, and then the whole record will be on May 6th. And I did one of those pledge music campaigns to fund it. So there's no label involved, but that's allowed me to kind of act like a little label. Yeah. And uh, make a video, possibly do some uh, radio promo stuff. And uh, yeah, I just kind of made the record I wanted to make and was so ready to to do that after being in a band's band for kind of my entire life. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm at a place where I cannot really compromise and just I just need to follow my strange little whimsy where so you it had, takes you me. So you didn't have to answer to anybody when you made this. Yeah. That's fucking That's great. what it's, it's so, the record is varied. It, the songs are cool. they fit together but they go a lot of different places. That's what I like. And it to me it's like a what I found listening to it, it was like a window into just your personal taste. Yeah. It was like, here, here's a lot of, here's like the kind of music I love and my interpretation of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I finally got to sort of where my influence is a little bit. Well, I mean, there's, you know, I guess it's, it's like primarily an acoustic guitar record, which I hesitate to say because when I hear that, I think, boring yeah oh, i love that stuff but 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 i love that stuff too when it's when it's not singer boring. songwriters talking oh, yeah. about the well, street yeah, they sure. were on but yeah like um <laughs> lemonheads huge lemonheads fan 90s fan mm. <clears throat> um yeah so like i don't know i could just make it kind of just sound the way i wanted it to and i'm really proud of the songs and um so yeah we'll see if people like it or not that's great i yeah. think it's, it's gonna be good yeah, I it's like very good. I heard. I've only heard the one. Yeah, I because I hadn't see, I hadn't heard it, and then you had a you had a show, and you sent me the record, and I wanted to listen to the songs before I went to the show, and I was like, oh great, I don't have to lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Well, dude, <laughs> um, because you know you can't be like, yeah, man, listen, that's not a good record. Yeah, I know that feeling so well. I had that experience the other day. Oh, it was so bad. You know, I just didn't respond. I didn't respond to something. Yeah, because I was like, what? I don't know what else I can. I don't know what I, what I can say. Yeah, but uh, good production. But and then I asked you what you thought. You actually picked the single. I did. Yeah, okay. I asked you what song you liked the best or something. Yeah. Or you asked me to make a list of what I thought were the three singles. Yeah. Okay. And a couple people had that opinion and it's not the, probably not the song I would, we actually made a video for a different song on the record. Oh, there's also, there's an Indian, uh, in the video <laughs> and <laughs> well, he's a native American. Have you seen it? No, I've not. Okay. <laughs> um, so, there's this Native American guy in the video. He, my friend Thad Bridwell, who directed the video, mm-hmm. was shooting a short film in Joshua Tree a few months ago. He was with the, you know, dr- riding shotgun. The director of the film was driving a BMW. He was bragging about the car. Right. <laughs> he was like, BMWs are the, are the shit, man. Like, people in Kuwait drive these things because they can handle any terrain. Yeah. And right after Kuwait's just flat that. desert. <laughs> 
I know. It's we not were off-roading. Just, I was just there a couple years ago for Why? an Eve Six show. Whoa. Um, and then right after he finished saying that, the, he destroyed the car somehow, like he hit a rock or whatever. <laughs> and they're stranded in the great. middle of the desert, no cell reception, mm. no walking distance to anything, no civilization. Wow. And Francis, the Native American man in the sports bar video, happened to be driving by. He got their car towed and fixed it for them. Whoa. And, and then when Thad and I started to talk about <laughs> videos, um, Thad was like, well, I know this guy, Francis, and he's got, he's just incredible and he's got the most amazing face and we should probably put him in the video so um we went we 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 put him in in a different video for a different song called world on fire that we thought was gonna be the first single this is the long-winded version i'm gonna start to talk a little bit quicker (laughs) and uh we did that video which will come out later but um while we were down there we went and looked at francis the native american man on the sports bar videos property and he has five acres of land down there near Joshua Tree, um, and lots of guns. I probably shouldn't say that. And yeah. and uh, you probably should, so no one goes and robs him of his shit. Yeah, totally. I'm sure they're all legal. And and he he built he has built a fully functioning old west saloon. No, on his property way. because he's gotten kicked out of every other bar in the city. That's his yes. line, at least, as <laughs> to why some, he built it. That's some frontier that's decision making. That's the greatest making. story. Yeah, it's great. So when we, I I'm saw it... I'm just building my own bar now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm and building my own vagina. It's incredible. I mean, <gasps> swing doors and like it's wow. just perfect. And it was like, all right, that's where we're going to do the sports bar video. And uh, now, then we just needed the concept. And yeah. Well, so that's where it was shot? That's where it was shot. Yeah. Oh, that's a, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's super fucking cool. Um, is it open to the public? Like, does no. he allow people? No, it's just his own he, personal bar. Just he and his he and his babe probably go in there and have beverages. I don't know. Oh man, it's uh, I want to do something. If I do another pledge music thing, I'll probably do like a specific thing where I do like a show there or something. Yeah, because it's pretty amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so now that this brings us to Summerland 2014. Yeah. Uh, which will be right after a month after the album comes up. You're there with Eve Six. Yeah. Everclear. Fucking Everclear. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Soul Asylum and Space Hog. Yeah. I don't know much Space Hog. Do you? They had the one hit, the. Oh, that's Space Hog. You have really good pitch. You have really good pitch. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I see him at the supermarket, the lead singer. He was also married at one God, point spa- to a famous actress. That's a great song. Yeah. Because yeah, which- I remember that there was apparently, they played that single and, or, and they had like a bidding war. Yeah, to give sure. them a, it was like they got like a million dollar deal because that song was a fucking hit. Yeah, it's a great song. Dude, this tour is such a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Now it's, it's it, Art's tour. It's the guy from Everclear's tour. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I Art that, yeah. Alex That's why I keep making that joke because I know it's his yeah. actual yeah, tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like these selfish, they want to be on all of them. Yeah. Right. Um, so did you go to 2012 and 13? Did you go to any of the dates? Like, oh, my buddy's on this. Let me go see. The- I didn't. I didn't. Because uh, the reason I ask is because I want to know what the demographic would be. I think it's, it has to be a lot of adults, right? That are like, "Oh, nostalgia! Let's fucking do this." Well, I remember there was a there was another. I don't know if it was this tour, but another one like it. And I saw I just saw on like Twitter and Instagram, it was like people late twenties, early thirties that were like, "Holy shit, these bands are playing together!" Yeah, I'm fucking yeah, going. I it, absolutely it like yeah, want to go to this. Yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely that. And you know, but then there's also with because of YouTube, etc. 
Like I did, a, I'm doing a, part of the pledge music. One of the pledge music uh, levels I did was, you know, 20 questions Skype thing. Mm. And like the one I did yesterday, I was a 21 year old kid who found the band because of YouTube videos yeah. and stuff. So they're, they're, you know, it's, I, but I would say it leans towards fellows our age. Okay. And yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah. And late, right. Um, so this, how many dates? I'm sure I can just. I be think Googling it's like this, two <laughs> months of of pretty solid shows, and all the, the bands are on all of them. Or all the bands vary? are on all of them. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I think we're playing House of Blues here in L.A. Oh, that's what it's going to be in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, the bet. She's like. The best are mid-sized venues. Yeah, yeah. Seeing a, like a festival or whatever at like a massive outdoor amphitheater. That's terrifying. It's a little much. It's a little much. What band like in the 90s would you want to see come back? Or were you like, well, they didn't the, get a fair shake. They're all still here, aren't they? I, mean, I guess more now. Uh-huh. Now that the 90s is kind of coming back, I'm, I'm, a lot of them are, I imagine, are like, dude, let's reform and make some money and go like, I think rock so. Again. Yeah. But what band do you remember from that era that was like, I wish they made it bigger or I wish that yeah. they were still around? Um, well, when you said Cracker, they're one of those bands that's been on that list for me, that elusive list that I think of every once in a while. I'm like, I got to check out more of those records and I don't because I know they've made records that mm-hmm. continue to make records that people think are great. Uh, yeah. There are a few like Eels is like that. Eels is definitely like that. I heard in the early 2000s, I'm like, that Eels guy is still around? And then I went and got like Shoot Nanny or like one of those um, Daisies of the Galaxy, that album. I, I bought one a few years ago too that was great. I can't remember the title. Was it a double album? I don't think so. I want to say it was like around 05 or 06 or something. That might have been Shoot Nanny. Okay. It had like Lone Wolf on it. It was kind of like a rock. And then Soul Jacker was another like rock record. Okay. But he was just kind of putting out albums. Yeah. And then I got into it. I'm like, this guy's just been around the whole time. And then I was like, I wonder what other bands, like Butthole Surfers. Yeah, yeah. Are they still around? No I way, right? I think they might be. Oh, my God. I saw the best. Oh, my God, you dudes. I wonder if we, it's findable. Gibby Haynes' interview um, where he's talking See, about... See, the one with the dreadlocks. No. Okay. No, no. Gibby's the singer of Butthole Surfers. Go to YouTube and just look up... Gibby Han- Butthole Surfers interview and it's him and the rest of the band sitting on a bed and, <laughs> and he's just th- the most inane heroin induced non sequiturs that's great it, it's like so crazy uh, Butthole Surfers interview in bed part one that's it part one that's it oh my god it's so good <laughs> <laughs> Disseminants.
I feel like I've relapsed. Just the, an, the MVP for me of this video is the Domino's pizza box in the forefront of the frame. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, man, you're, this freak out is powered by garbage. I like at one point they close in on whoever the, the band member next to him is because his reaction is just like, God, like, God damn what? it, dude. Again? Ugh. Why are you? Yeah. Fuck. I've heard this story so many times. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> out of the world of fucking at parties all the time. <laughs> Blood in her snot. I've shot up. Dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. So, for those of you who aren't, uh, don't know what the fuck we're talking about, it's just YouTube, butthole servers, interview in bed, and I guess it's a two parter. We were just listening (laughs) to part one. I follow Evan Dando on Twitter, and he actually tweeted that link. (laughs) Who is Evan? The Lemonheads. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking. Which band said, Bring me the head of Evan Dando? Was that Everclear? That was the Chuck Biscuits, the drummer of. Social distortion. Okay. Well, I mean, he was Danzig's drummer. He was. He's been a bunch of people. Yeah, drummers. he's kind of a legendary drummer. Yeah, he's like crazy, hard hitting. I saw drummer. when I went to a Hootenanny and he was playing for Social D. So that's we were there together then. I don't know. I, I don't. I think I went. I don't know. I didn't go with you. I went with um, Omar's sister. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went. That's where I saw the "Bring Me the Head of Evan Dando" kick drum was at a Hootenanny. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to a hootenanny. That was some '90s shit. Yeah, I went to a hootenanny. Social what was D was. What it was like a rockabilly festival. It's like the Orange County uh, Social D Fest. Yeah, Something it was sort of. It was small. Like there couldn't have been more than a, f- a couple thousand people there, but it was really good. Yeah. Buck Owens. Yeah. Social D, the Cramps. Like it was fucking. Social cool. D is so good. Oh, they dude. really are. Really. Live good. at the Roxy is one of my favorite albums. Social ever. D is so great. Yeah. I, you know, someone has just moved to Los Angeles when they go, dude, Social D's playing next week? I'm like, they're playing every week. <laughs> yeah. They're going to do a month long yeah. residency at the House of Blues just in July, every July. That's yeah. yeah. Make Mike? sure you show up yeah. early. Mike Ness, will, he will tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're good. I've seen him three times. Yeah. And so every time songs. I'm like, they still fucking yeah, they bring rock. It. Yeah. I will never turn off Story of My Life. Ever, ever, ever. Ever. Yeah. No, I'm like, I know we're listening to this song yeah. all the way through. One of the best yeah. songs ever. Yeah. I just forget that's a, uh, that came out in like, was it? No, was that the 90s or the early? That record was the 90s, wasn't it? Early 90s. Because so it's just always, I've always remembered it being around. That was the record with Ball and Chain on it, right? Was that yeah. late 80s or early 90s? I'm yeah, bad with that I stuff. think that's early 90s because that was already, ha- that was already I feel like that was already there on the radio when we started paying attention to things. But it was so opposite in just kind of like, you know, feel and like spirit than yeah. the whole grunge thing that was happening at that time. Well, it wasn't it was like in abstract world. at all. It wasn't symbolic. It was uh-huh. like it was like a journalist's v- version of a so- a storyteller song. Like, no, here's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it was just so like it was like, like outlaw country. It's yeah, like just Steve like Earl, yes. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that came out. That album with "Story of My Life" came out in 1990. Okay, okay. So that was like the very beginning of that. The we were we were also big face to face fans. Yeah, yeah, totally. Great band. Oh, Great another band. you know another uh, 90s band that, that. So I'm gonna ask you that question. Who do you think would have like kept going? Yeah, or been bigger. For me, it would have been the Living End. Remember them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Australian punk rock band. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Song? What was their hit? Prisoner oh, of Society. Oh, so, so. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. I didn't. 
I wasn't into that. I I always I wasn't super into that song either. I I always had a trouble with though. with bands that really leaned on the word society a lot in their lyrics. I was well, like, dude, that's mm. like all those punk. Like every other Pennywise song had the word society in it. Wasn't a big Pennywise guy. The, the song named society. More of a lag wagon dude. I like Pennywise for a while. They're good. I got into that unknown road unknown road record where they really sounded like Bad Religion a lot. It was like a little more melodic. Oh or yeah, I remember that. I mean, we yeah. fucking loved Bad Religion. Oh, dude, still a bad religion. Against the Grain, Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, Generator's my record. I'm an Against the Grain guy. I'm an Against the Grain guy, too. That Is that, was Anesthesia on that record? No, I think Anesthesia... I don't remember. Fuck. But Stranger Than Fiction is one of my like favorite a, songs. A lawyer or something? Like some <laughs> no, he was a professor. That professor. was always the big thing. Is he was yeah, like a professor was, at Berkeley or Sanford or something. Yeah. Still is or some shit. Like it's always like amazing. We're like, this punk rock singer is actually a very well-educated... You know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Milo from The Descendants is a chemical engineer. Right. He's right. like yeah. a scientist. Anthropology PhD yeah. or some crazy thing. Descendants also. I went to their... When they came back... I was in junior college, and the girl I was dating won tickets on K Rock, so I got to go to that first Descendants show. Oh yeah! At like it was at the fucking Troubadour, dude. Wow. No, it was at the Whiskey. Wasn't oh, the Whiskey. It? You're right. The I whiskey. was there too. Yeah, that's. Crazy. I, you probably they played for like a week. Right, right. I went to I'd, them one. Blink opened. <laughs> me too. And and they, and Blink. This is when Blink old drummer. This is when they were just Blink, not Blink One Eighty Two. And they were just like, this is really embarrassing because we stole all of everything from the Descendants. That's yeah. Funny. And Wait, the show was fucking great. The 182? Yeah, they had to because there was another band called Blink. It was a rap group or something. Oh. And they, so they had, the, they had to add 182. Yeah. What does that mean, the 182? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. The amount of hundreds of millions of dollars they later made. No fucking shit. (laughs) I mean, no one saw that. That's the thing. When we were young, no one saw that shit coming. You couldn't get, and they were good, but you couldn't get away from that band. They weren't great live. They had a their drummer wasn't terribly good. I heard they were a lot of fun live. They were fun because they were funny. They made a lot of. They were fucking funny. They were clowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, they needed that. that I mean, every song was sort of simple. Like, you bought me burritos. Like, it was just like kind of simplified. But like, they were fucking good melodies, man. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Good words. Shit. Josie was a great one. Mm -hmm. Their sadder songs actually got kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. But I say I didn't like. I'm like, well, now they're taking themselves seriously. I like when they were just a fun, ridiculous. It's a song about jerking off. Yeah. That's yeah, that was the Descendants cue, man. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I love the Descendants. Yeah. Descendants um, were so good. Yeah, but some bands got so big that you don't even think of them as like 90s bands because they went into the 2000s. Yeah, totally. Like Blink, you don't think Blink of was that. just a pop yeah. punk band. Yeah, when no they doubt. First, no doubt, yeah. Yeah, we uh, fall into that. Doubt. Yeah, totally. They kind of, they continued it into, into No doubt's hard for me to listen to and like I don't, I, I'm like, ah. I just remember I got I, we went to see face face open for no doubt, and I got my glasses broken by like a twelve year old girl who wanted to crowd surf, and she was like, "Help me up!" And so I did, and then she was doing that thing where she was trying to like kick herself onto people yeah. and just kick me in the face. What? And it, After you helped her? Yeah, not on purpose. But then so like I one of my lenses got knocked out, and I had to watch the show with like one hand over my eye. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> what go, about the muffs, dudes? Oh fuck yeah! No, that, that, See, I don't know if I remember the name. muffs were fucking great. I got a tweet. I got a tweet from her the other day because I my my um, my Josh Diamore is having me do like Twitter things, mm-hmm. and and so I did like. 
top five some uh, punk rock songs, and I put the Muff Lucky Guy on it, and I got a tweet from Kim, and it made me Twitter inside. Dude, the Muffs were so good. Yeah, so I gotta so listen to them. The Muffs were like a a very they were kind of punky, but like listenable and pop like red cross even yeah yeah really really melodic really 60s ish yes 60 like almost like a like a beach yeah yeah surf rock yeah in a weird way totally they were great early beatles punk (laughs) fucking red red cross was great red cross is great talk about like listenable catchy well-crafted songs yeah all right there's your band like the muffs that's the band i would would say i wish that they that's the band that when I think of bands that it's insane that they didn't become mm-hmm. world dominators, the Muffs is at the top of that list. Yeah. So this is where the, the new way of music is, is good. The new way people get music. So yeah. we can talk about the Muffs and I can just type yep. them into the audio thing. Yeah. And I, Fuck. I'm already listening to them. I love yeah, the yeah. Muffs. Boom. Dude, those were yeah. great records. So good. Dude, the Mises. The best scream of all time. Oh, the Mises. The, the Mises, Mises, the Mises. dude. So what, okay, they got Blonder and Blonder, the which was Which is based on Hamburger. is the record. That's the one. Blonder Lucky and Blonder, is, is ba- yeah. that title was gotten when Courtney Love talked shit to her. Damn, adding it. Because yeah. she dyed her hair blonde and Courtney Love saw her at a radio festival and was like, see, we're getting Blonder and Blonder, like yeah. you're ripping me off. The cover of this album is the most 90s looking thing I've ever seen. The cover of the self-titled? Yeah. The fish eye? It's fucking hilarious. Fish yeah, eye, she's in a baby doll dress? thing is such a 90s thing. Yeah, totally. I love it. But yeah, the Mises tastes like There's chicken. Not a bad song on record. The Mises okay, tastes cool. like chicken. Records fucking great. The Mises greatest Bible stories ever told. Records great. The great Mises album covers too by great. Eric White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the Mises were good. Yeah. Have you I, ever heard of a band from the '90s called Radiohead? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I love. Or I love doing this when someone goes, "You like Radiohead?" I'm like, "Who?" What's that? Yeah. Pretending that I, I used to still do. I'm fond of just saying I fucking hate Radiohead. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I kind of do hate Radiohead. You're not a big Radiohead guy. No, hey, we did a whole episode. We on did that. An episode. Like, we just talked about our love for him. So this is this would be great. Yeah, you were yeah. not. I really want to hear why they're not good. Yeah, yeah, they're annoying. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I can I can see that. I've heard people say that. There was like, an episode of The West Wing where they made fun of Radiohead, and I was like, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> a show I love, like, this yeah. is mind-numbing. So the line was, this is mind-numbing as a Radiohead concert. I was like, knock it off! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could even be construed as a compliment. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't. I, I, I don't know. I like songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> and I guess they used to kind of write songs. Right. I liked him when they wrote songs, you know. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't the, like listening to him doing like his like yogic like, like chanting. Yeah, and shit. yeah. 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 yeah we're like, are these yeah. words or is he humming now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like the Benz was their last. I like, know, maybe OK Computer. They still were doing songs. Yeah, there's still some songs in OK. But Computer. then they kind of got a little EDM-y. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, they're sport, a cult, yeah. and I'm a member. Like I kept oh, no, no objectivity too. whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm not as intense about defending them as I am about like Tool. Yeah, you're a, you're a tool yeah. weirdo. That I get like crazy. Yeah, that's dude, awesome. I'm How definitely fucking, fucking downloading a Muffs record today. Dude, I they're just so put them good. on my thing. I'm already they're in my collection. They're of still they playing. Great. They're still they playing. were great. That's great. She had a great Dirt cameo merchants. on a No Effects song. Too. I loved Elastica. That record, that yeah, first yeah, Elastica that was record, yeah, yeah. was great. Dude, I'm still in touch with Joe Meese. Like he'll send me yeah. weird text messages every once in a while, <laughs> and he's one of those. He's the singer of this band called the Mises that were a San Francisco band. And they were super influential. They would get mentioned a lot by other bands, like, oh, the Mises are great. 
Art from Everclear, I remember. He, big Mises big guy. Mises fan. Okay. Yeah, they were like really noisy, but really melodic. Don't take our guns when killing's all we can. He, 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 he's one so of those good. singers that always sounded like he was on the verge of completely like losing it, but sort of hung on by a thread. Like yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, good. That's where you find out about cool bands, too, is like when Other you read musicians, an interview. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they go, who do you like? Because it's never bands like that you like. It's always like some South American classical composer where you're like, what? Yeah. Or like some yeah. punk rock. That's how I found out about the Melvins. Yeah. Well, that was what some was interview. so great about Jonesy's jukebox is musicians are, t- are always just, they're yeah. craving music so they know a lot about a lot of shit. Remember yeah. Rodney on the Rock? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. want to go to Canners every night you'll see him there. Yeah, yeah. But dude, that time. guy, he yeah. introduced people to like Music where you're like, how do you even know about Brit this? Pop. Yeah, 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 he yeah. was like, you know, remember the Teenage Heroes? Like, he played the Teenage Heroes on Rodney on the Rock. He I was broke yeah. the Donnas. Yeah, the you know, Donnas. All these little bands. I had the biggest, cr- the drummer from the Donnas. Holy shit, I had a crush on her. Yeah. See, why the Donnas and not the Muffs? Is it just because there was a dude in the Muffs? Like, I, I think, know. well, the Donnas had the gimmick yeah. of being all called, it was just easier to sell. The Donnas were And they more, were younger. They were super young. And they were more overtly kind of like, I want to fuck and stuff. It was just like... <laughs> sort of like a little the bit thing smarter. was a little more like easier to... Like all pre-packaged into where they're like, we're a fucking... We're a raucous girl band and we're all wearing tank tops. Like it was all ready to go. Yeah, it was super like Malcolm McLaren out. But I, yeah, I remember seeing the Donnas on TRL and I was just like, you guys are cute. All of you are cute. I love you all. You know what like stood the, the test of time and... Back to that in the beginning, we were talking about guilty yeah. pleasures. You're like, oh no, I totally hate it, but secretly, yeah. 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 What one of my favorite albums ever is uh, August and Everything After. Oh, dude, I'm with you, man. Isn't that one of the best albums ever? Yeah. Wait, it's now crazy. that's the, that's that's the one with with Round Here, with Mr. Round, Jones, yeah, uh, Murder of One, Raining in Baltimore, Round Omaha. Here. So good, fucking good. It's unbelievable that yeah. album. I see. They're one of those bands. I agree with you, and I love them, and I think those songs are brilliant. And I can totally see how they make certain people bristle with antagonism. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it, it, because, but again, it goes back to me. The reason why they have they're polarizing is because they're kind of unabashedly earnest. But it's funny. It's like the cool. It's like cool is is. Maybe less, you know, I don't know, less okay. challenging to like your sense of self or something. It's more supportive of a fantasy than the Counting Crows guy, yeah. you know, s- singing but, whimsically about yeah. something vulnerable. But like, it's like if you want to yeah. look at like effectiveness, like I'll, if, if I'm in a bad place of thinking about like heartbreak, I have to turn off the Adele song. The someone like you and like it's like I'll get too sad. So if you're thinking like as far as like an art form that effect did its job, yeah, it's like I don't want to hear that shit. It's too real. Right, right, right. So like who's who's which is a more effective song as opposed to someone who's saying like I'm trapped in a dirty cage. It's yeah. like I don't get that. Doesn't get. I'm like oh, okay. I don't I care. I definitely want both in my life. Like, totally. I want. I I want. I do want minor threat sometimes. I mean that's I guess even a different example because that's some, I don't know that's yeah. something else. But like. They're, they they were more brave too in a different kind of way. I guess using the Libertines example of like you know layers of alcohol, chemicals, yeah. sunglasses, cigarettes. <laughs> like yeah. anyone can fucking do that. Honestly, I mean I'm not like I'm not saying they're not good or whatever. But, yeah. Um, we know that'll get you noticed. 
That yeah. sounds like it would be a good album title. Chemicals, alcohol, sunglasses, cigarettes. It's Wasn't like it the, the Queens of the, the Stone, Stone Age, Stone Age song? Yeah. <laughs> It's a what? Nicotine Value. <laughs> well, who does that? It's the Queens, Queens of the Stone, of the Stone Age, Age Feel Good Hit of the Summer song. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there is that like... You know, every every few years, there's a guy, there's a there's a new young band, a guy with a leather jacket, and no shirt on, who who falls down on stage and was like, "This is crazy." You're like, in a way, but it's yeah. it's like it's not. When I see it, I'm like, "Cut your chest open, like Iggy." I'm like, "Come on, bro! If you want to do it, let's do it. Like, you want to fucking show me something? Do it. That's why Cut people, yourself up. That's why people <laughs> shit on Bright Eyes a lot too." Yeah, like his voice and he's sappy. I'm like, he's got good lyrics and he writes good songs, right? Because he's not afraid to say shit and be a human. Yeah, even Death Cab for Cutie gets there where you're like, this is very, like this is this gets like kind of annoying, but you're like, hey man, it's the truth. Before they played it to death, I will follow you into the dark was a good song. Th- that's an unbelievable yeah, song. Yeah, where you're like, man, this is like, I feel. That's Awkward, an unbelievable, you know? unbelievable yeah. song. Yeah, you want, I don't know, you want that. It's, it, yeah. the, the more honest you are, it's, it, it, the more personal you are, the easily, more easily you connect with other That's people. That's another thing that speaks to our ages, is that we're of the age, we're like, no, these are important songs. You know what? When you're totally. 18, you're like, I just want to throw a whiskey bottle against the wall. What's the best song for that? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, the yeah. best thing in the background working? You know? No, I know. It's, I'm, I, yeah, I'm so disinterested <laughs> yeah. in, you know, I guess I guess now too being in a place where I don't know with age you get a little bit more comfortable in your skin you kind of mm. know who you are it's okay to kind of know what you like and it doesn't have to be what he likes or whatever yeah. it's like I listen you know I need melodies and like interesting shit happening musically yeah, yeah I need craft like, I need I need to f- I need to listen and feel that you tried hard I need it to be interesting yeah like it's a very cliche thing when they when you say like music's the soundtrack of your life right but I think it's so tr- it's annoying that it's a cliche because it's so fucking true true and that's where cliches come from sure. it's just you know but when people tell me like I'm talking to someone younger I go oh, have you listened to like you know do you like Guys like Bright Eyes or like Leonard Cohen or yeah. Jeff Buckley and those guys, like, no, man, it's too fucking slow for me. It's lame. Yeah. And I go, you're right. And I stop. And I go, you, when you go through those experiences, there'll be a song for you. Yeah. And yeah. They'll be written by those guys. When your brain's fully developed. Yeah. These guys. Yeah. Have been- right yeah. now, you're just. Like, I can't listen. Love to- is for losers. I'm fucking partying. I'm getting crazy. Yeah. And no. No effects. Go with that. Like no yeah. effects doesn't help me with my divorce. Yeah, right. it's not. I can't. Like, Although he wrote this song about the death of his father. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, uh, <laughs> Here we go. Um, it's it's Fat Mike and an acoustic guitar, and it's oh, wow. the most heartrending, fucking. It's on some cats. It's on some cats in the cradle shit song. It's unbelievable. Eey. It's unbelievable, dude. It's like, and and I give it up to him as a songwriter too, big time. Like getting back to that lyric melody thing. Like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They're taking the piss, you know, 74% of the time, but like melodically and lyrically, I feel like such an old man. <laughs> it's, it's, they're really good. You know they're what? Like, I never. Those songs hold up, like, yeah. you know, take, take away the BPMs and the, and the distortion and stuff. And those mm-hmm. songs are like, that's a song, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one that I never would have liked when I was younger, but now I'm just like, oh man. Barbara Streisand. No, no. Okay. Uh, but I'm not closed off to Just the fact me? that All there right. might be a couple songs where I'm like, whoa. Uh, Father and Son by Cat Stevens. Shit, I don't know it. That is 
one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. I first heard it. Cat Stevens is a motherfucker. Dude, he's great. He's the one who became a terrorist, right? Uh, no, <laughs> he became a, like, a Muslim, Max. I was, I, I'm joking. <laughs> Youssef Ramsey, I think Youssef his name is. Long. A terrorist okay, in long. the eyes of the heads of our state. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. he not allowed to return to the country? Uh, sure. No, I think he lives here, but just, no, I don't I think don't he did he anything. Was, ever, was he ever a citizen? Because he's from like, England. Oh, I don't know. And then he moved somewhere in the Middle East, and then he just he changed the whole look. He became a devout Muslim. And then he started playing music again under Yusuf Islam, and I think now he's recording or touring under Cat Stevens, maybe. Again. Okay, but he still looks. He's got the beard. Yeah. And Sounds all. like Yusuf Islam needed money. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Like yeah, being I mean, a Muslim's not paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's an unbelievable song that you wouldn't get when you were 20. You'd right. be like, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's simple, but the lyrics, like he yeah. sings half of it as the father and half as the son. Oh, God. And they're talking to each other about oh, sweet following Jesus. your dreams in life and how, you know, Wait. you're young now, but settling down may not be. You think that's awful now. Right. But, you know, there's still a happiness within a simple... It's just the greatest song Stop in the world. Stop talking about this. I know, right? Doesn't it... It just makes you uncomfortable. Ugh. You're like, this real life stuff, this guy's speaking right into my fucking soul. I had, I had to leave a, a restaurant once because Cats in the Cradle came on. I was like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of this move? Yeah. Chilies? Yeah. <laughs> Chilies <great>. to go. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think your fucking record's great. People should buy it. It's not, Thanks, man. it doesn't sound like, it's not like a, a now a nineties nostalgic record. It's just a good record. It's a Thanks. well made record. People should buy it. They should watch your videos and fucking like that shit. Thank you, dude. I'm going to make a record and um, <laughs> it's going to be just as earnest and but different vibes. I feel no. like I'll combine, a, combine a lot of vibes. Yeah. You should just combine, you should fuse a lot of combinations <laughs> be a fuse master man fuse, fuse someone just gave me my band name fuse master fuse different fuse hybrids fuse master kev fuse master kev in his hybrid <laughs> in his hybrid vibes yeah. fuse master kev in the hybrid vibes there you go just dumb enough to get 10 minutes of attention that is your band name fuse totally. master kev in the hybrid vibes now you gotta get a totally. group together no I don't I'm all a of it solo artist I'm the hybrid vibes and the fuse master you have one of those looping machines where you yeah. play a beat and just like, yeah. like Reggie Watts you do everything and then you hire peons to play it and, and your you WK style present when you're giving interviews <laughs> and, and you, you sometimes mention and them. you refer to yourself very vaingloriously and every, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> occasionally you say that's Steve <laughs> So you'll basically be Billy Corgan. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be Billy Corgan. <laughs> Good band, bad person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always hear those stories where it's like, God, I thought he'd be, he'd be my hero. And he's, real, and he's real mad at Radiohead. Loves to talk shit about them. Oh, Fount- really? Fountains of Wayne. I'm a huge Fountains of Wayne fan. How do we not go there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Fuck. They're deeper than Stacy's mom, kids. Just Fountains of Wayne. Talk about a songwriter. Two songwriters, two res- songwriters, and uh, wrote the the song in that thing you do, right? Oh, oh really? Did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, they did a tour with. Uh, actually, I'm doing a residency in, at the Viper Room. I should say um, every Monday in May with Jody Porter, the guitar player of the Fountains of, Wayne, of Fountains of Wayne. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, they did a they did a tour with with the Pumpkins, and they used to make fun of. He he, he would say. Thank, 
thank you for coming to the concert, but with the Midwestern accent, it would yeah. kind of sound like cancer. <laughs> Thanks Thank for coming, for to, the coming cancer. to the cancer. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So mi- mid, no, all of May, all of May except for the sixteenth or whatever that Monday is, like okay. right around there. That's Found, cool. Dude, Viper Founds of Wayne. She drives a lavender Lexus. She's from Queensbury. Dad comes from Texas. She lives in Queensbury. Dad lives in Texas. Clever yeah. fucking lyrics, man. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. rhymes. Yeah, yeah. dude, they were good. Founds of Wayne's good. So good. And they're still around, right? They're still around. They just made a record in 2011 that's so fucking good. Stephen King's favorite record of 2011, Sky Full of Holes by Fountains of Wayne. Really? That's, yeah. look. That's interesting. That's Isn't that interesting? That's saying yeah. a lot. As one, I had a professor at art, in art school who's like, oh, the best thing that's ever happened to me is an art director told me Bob Dylan walked by his office Look, saw one of the things and was like, "That's cool," and then just kept walking. And he told me, "He's like, that's the best thing in my whole career." Yeah, that's Bob Dylan awesome. looked at my painting, was like, "That I like that." Yeah, yeah someone, the, the fact that someone just casually go, "That's cool," and then that guy's life has changed forever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Bob Dylan said, "You're cool." The end. Wow. His son had a big '90s band. Yep. I, you know, the funny thing is, I was when you said that, I was just thinking Jacob about Dylan. Jacob yeah. Dylan said to me about "Here's to the Night." The Eve Six song. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, that's a great song." So it's pretty like, good. If there could be like, yeah, I don't want to say anything. Whatever. But uh, Jacob Dylan wrote some good fucking songs too. No, it's just that's a funny. That's a funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's your version. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's my version. <laughs> I'll that's take funny. it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they had some good. They had a couple really good songs. Yeah, and yeah. he's still. He's like. He still makes music. I think mm-hmm. he does solo records. Like he does. No, like Dean Del Rey is really good friends with him. Told me he does solo records. Yeah. And, and he's doing something with someone else from a band in that era. Yeah, okay. I think I think he's doing kind of a super group thing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it like putting a bunch like of crazy cool. guys together that are all great. Art wants to do that with me. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I love super groups. I know. Traveling yeah. Woolberry shit. Who else? You and who else? I don't know. It would have to be cool. Get a muff. That would be Get a muff. Cool. <laughs> Put Get a muff your, in it. What was Put a one? muff in it. There was a super group of like 90s grunge. Um, oh, I remember that. There was a, a, there was a Stone Temple pilot in it. They were something? called Temple of the Dog. No, 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 no. Not that one. <sighs> madness. It's not Madness. It's like House of Something Madness. Dude, you should, do, <laughs> you should definitely do that. You should definitely My do brain that. Is fucking fried from using dude. The get him. <laughs> fucking Kim Deal's not in the Pixies anymore. No, fucking Kim Shattuck is. Who's that? I heard that name in an interview. I wasn't from the Muffs. Oh fuck. Oh, that's the girl. She's I playing in the Pixies now. Are you, they now? They just got someone else. Am I fucking? Am I right about that? I think Actually. that it's that girl Paz something. Paz, no, I think whatever. Kim Shattuck maybe was in and now isn't, and now it's someone else. I want to say Kim was playing in the Muffs for a second. Over the Pixies. Pixies for a second. I listened to their new song yesterday. It was good. Pixies. Yeah, it new, wasn't like new Pixies, a great Pixies song, but it was a good off a Pixies record song. See, now that's a band I don't care. I don't want to hear new stuff from them. Uh, really? Or the Pixies? Yeah. Yeah, me neither. I'm good with just old. Uh-huh. It's like when Soundgarden were like, hey, we're back. I'm like, please don't put out any new material. Just <laughs> yeah. tour on the old stuff. Please, God. <laughs> please don't put out a Timbaland produced song, which I did. Yes, exactly. Oh. Don't do that. Because they went out on top to me. I like Down on the Upside. Dude, I love Soundgarden. They're Great s- drummer. They were Fuck. never bad. That they drummer. never got to the point. By the way, can we bad. can they we make sure bad. we don't skip President of the United States of America? Yeah, they're good. Too. Yeah, yeah. Pusa. They were yeah. fun. We saw so, them with Red Cross. They were great. 
Yeah, I remember that. Fuck, that Paz Lenchanton is the the new bassist. Oh, shit. So she was in Shattuck ever? Yeah, I think there was a person between her and the new person. S-H-A-T-T, you say U-C-K? Shattuck. Dude, she's not in the Pixies anymore. Put her in her super group. Although she plays bass, you play bass. What now? No, she joined right after Kim Uh, Deal left. Yeah. She did, right? Paz. Paz did. All right, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Fuck, I thought I heard that. So she played with um, a perfect circle and Zwan. Oh, right. Paz girl. Right, right, right. Get a, get we did a, a tour with them, a Canadian tour with Perfect Circle. There's so cool. many That's good cool. people that you could that that could be I'm combined for ask, a dope supergroup. Was cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that means no. No, he I'm was cool. Surprised. I remember yeah. listening to him talk for a long time on the back of our tour bus about something. I think it was how Zach De La Roca stole all his ideas or something. That's awesome. Great. <laughs> I remember once I was at the Cheetah Strip Club with James and maybe Justin. And Zach De La Roca was there, and James was clowning it so hard. He was like, because he was with the two whitest looking, he was with two white dudes that looked like me, and James just kept going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are those your Zabatista friends? <laughs> like, he just kept oh, making <laughs> That's tough. I mean, when you lay down such a specific political message, and if you do anything out, like someone was like, Saw so him in a BMW bullshit, like, it's like, yeah. just let him live, man. Just let him live his life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as far as like testosterone rocking bands go like that, like they're the kind of the only band that I like. Dude, Rage was amazing. Yeah. They really are. They Did just you ever re- go to any of their shows? Yeah, yeah, with Khajag. Yeah, I never went to any, but we ju- I would just hear about them like it was the craziest it was thing. They were like supposedly the most insane shows. Yeah, like so good. See, I saw them when they reformed in like 2009 or whatever. For like they, a few shows. Yeah, they played like Coachella. And I was like, it's good, but I know it's not all the stories. But those footage of like the anymore, crowd. Right? How could the, he be that pissed? Yeah, so. If you're driving to Coachella in like a Beamer, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not going to be pissed. Well, Stu managed like, Zach. That's right. And I remember I would be in his office and I'd be like, Stu, like during the Bush administration, this was like 2002, 2003, 2004, I'd be like, where is he? This is the perfect time. Like yeah. he could release a song a week. I kind of remember asking Stu about that too. He I almost said like he couldn't single. catch up. It was things were changing so fast politically. It was like everything he did was outdated. Yeah, yeah. His anger became outdated so fast. Yeah. I remember hearing a single of his that was really cool, but it was like, it was obviously he was trying to say, I don't want this to be a hit. Like mm-hmm. there was some sound in it that was so like, atonal and almost abrasive that it was Uh, like but it was cool yeah but it was sort of like his answer to morello doing something that was working those fucking guys man those some of those those records were craziness they were so good the one i was thinking of was mad season yeah who was in that they were like a seattle based um okay pearl jam screaming trees huh Uh oh mark lanagan those those solo records are incredible yeah that's someone who's still making cool things yeah, man. Do a super group. Just for the stories, even if it goes bad. Yeah, shit, right? <laughs> no, because Art likes to control things. and like I, he, has a, he tried to produce your first record. Um, yeah, I mean, we wanted him to, but then like some weird thing happened where, like, I don't know. He, yeah. he, I, he, he, he fired the guy who was going to mix his uh, record, who was our A&R guy. Oh, yeah. And then that. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Business business bro <laughs> <laughs> i was fun did, did he end up like i wonder if he ended up self-producing records he did ever clear isn't he, he a pro- he is he kind of a everything. producer now 
Um, I think I don't know if he's doing how much of that stuff he's doing. I did a session with him for this like young band. Like we wrote a song for this band. I forget what they're called. Did they ever go become like a big thing? The group that you guys were helping? Uh, I think they are sort of a big thing. I don't think they used the song that we did. Uh, I'm okay. trying to remember what they were called. <laughs> Little band called the Arcade Fire. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, whoa! <laughs> I am still dreaming of your pause face. <laughs> <laughs> There's another song you couldn't get away from. No nope. one, but it was it played everywhere. Yeah. Well, he's got like six of those. Yeah, yeah. We used to always, uh, me and John Siebels used to always make fun of that one song where he said "new" twice in the same sentence. I'll, I'll buy, buy you a new, new house, perfect shiny, perfect and, shiny new. and new. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Perfect shiny and shiny. I've used that example so many times in like co-write songs yeah. sessions when someone is overthinking something. Yeah. I or will not to buy use the same you word a new same. house. Yeah, first, or, or, yeah or, that yeah. or something similar where it's like, you know, someone's analyzing something and I think it's, okay, maybe it's it's got a seeming flaw, but, uh-huh. you know, it's like if that if that can work... Yeah, still a great. That was still a good yeah. fucking song. Yeah. So, do you still do songwriting for other people? Or yeah, I do. Uh, uh, there's this band Adelita's Way. They're like full on rock band thing. Uh-huh. That I I just heard that a song that I wrote with them is they're gonna do. Uh, and I just did this thing with um, me and one of the guys from AWOL Nation. You know that band? Yeah, yeah. Um, like wrote and produced for this like reggae band. Oh wow. Called Spiritual Res. We did four songs with them. And yeah. And one yeah, one of the songs has like nine writers on it. It's like Whoa. the Dirty Heads guy, like me, Kenny, the band, John Feldman from Goldfinger. Well, oh yeah, there's another band. Yeah. Here in your bedroom. Remember yeah. that? Fuck. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Goldfinger. It's cool that all a lot of these guys are like moving on to do like producing and songwriting because yeah. you only hear the stories of the guy that's like he got arrested for drugs yeah. and then he's in and out of rehab forever you never hear that yeah. hey this guy's doing pretty I good yeah yeah it's true off. it's true yeah i wonder if most I, I wonder if you actually look at the numbers mm-hmm. you know are most of the stories the dismal ones like do they or it's just the ones you hear. Just the ones you hear, yeah. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, yeah, those are the ones, because they're the gossipy, like, crazy. Like well, My friend John died, Bronson, like, right, they're kind of the more interesting stories. Yeah. Right? My friend John Bronson, he's friends with, like, one, the one of the guys from Red Cross, like, they, their kids are in the same private school. Yeah. And I brought up Red Cross, she was like, Red Cross? She's like, those are our friends, whatever, <laughs> like, like. So what are they doing now? Like, I'd I think one of them is made, one of them's in that band off. I don't know. No, I think one of them isn't off. No, I don't know the band. Oh, off is like <laughs> off is like a. It's like a guy from like Black Flag, and it's like do a, they make money? Like, I think they play they play a lot of shows. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a lot of my. I don't think they're the biggest venues, but I yeah. I, a, I see people with off hats all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I think it's like a, a butthole surfer or what? Nah, fuck, I'm getting. The, I think I'm getting the band. What was the one punk band with the guy with the white guy with the dreadlocks? Uh, Circle Jerks. Circle Keith Jerks. Morris. That guy. Yeah. He's the lead singer. Circle Jerks is in it, and I think a guy from Red Cross, and it's it's just like a genuine punk thing. Oh, yeah. Let's that see. sounds familiar. Off. Yeah. Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Uh, was formed in L.A. by Circle Jerks, Black Flag singer Keith Morris, 
Burning Bridges frontman Dimitri Coates, Red Cross bassist Stephen Shane McDonald, and Rocket from the Crypt, Hot Snakes drummer Mario Rubo. I don't know. The Red Rubo Cross bassist was so was cool. one of the brothers. Rubo, Rubo he has like, yeah, like a, an incredible like harmony mm-hmm. singer. So many super groups. It's so funny. Max, yeah. make a super group. <laughs> Who's, oh, oh, what about yeah. the, who'd be your ideal supergroup? Oh, yeah. To be in. Yeah. Oh, dude, to be in? Oh, that's easy. It would be me, Evan Dando, if he was sober. <laughs> or maybe not if he was sober. Evan Dando. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, and Chris Collingwood from Fountains of Wayne. Okay. And... Uh, Fuck. I almost said Neil Finn from Crowded House. Oh, but but there are certain level there's a certain level or maybe it's an age of person that I wouldn't want to be in a band with. Neil Pert from Rush. Be like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, the Rush documentary. Have you guys seen the Rush documentary? No, I didn't even know It's was such one. a good movie. Really? Okay, I it's watch so it. good. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's so I'm good. I'm into that. I like Rush. I just got Dude, my first I want Rush. You to be, I, I like him even more now. Okay. I want you, you to be in a band. Well, I've listened to them just, you know, like on iTunes, but yeah. I got an actual record. Which one? I can't remember what it's called. I can't it, get into it, Rush. I've tried. It was $3 I can't do it. And I'm like, Moving Boing. Pictures is the record for me, but but like there's, you know, you can't do it. No. Your set, your first drummer was super. Nick? Oh, yeah. He had like all of the albums. He loved on his Rush. Wall. What was Nick's last name? Myers. Nick Myers. Good guy. Yeah, really, really good guy. Good drummer. <laughs> yeah, good drummer. <laughs> He just didn't want to really rock. With he didn't life. want to rock with you guys in the same way you wanted to rock. No. <laughs> he wanted. I think he wanted to like jam. You know. Yeah, I mean? he was a jam guy. He wasn't so much like bring a song. He was like super into jazz, and that was yeah. his thing. He was kind of too good, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me you're like he. That's what it's called. Obsesses Signals. over every f- drum fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he. God, God, who has time for that? Uh, well, man, I when you and matter. I when you and I used to play in your bedroom, since I only could play, I couldn't play a drum fill. I yeah. could just play a beat. You're like, I like this. Yes, dude. <laughs> That's why if you listen to my record, there's not much of that going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, the album is sing, uh, Signals. Which album? The Rush album. The Rush album Signals. Yeah. Huh. So the Analog Kids on it, Digital it, Man. Is that after Moving Pictures or before it? Um, That's like my reference point for them. I know Moving Pictures had like all the hits on it or a lot of them. Tom Sawyer. Moving Pictures was 80. This was the one right after that. So that was Uh, 81. It's just that dude's voice. So this one's more synthy, right? It's a little bit more. I mean, a little bit. More kind of. A little bit, if anything. But there are like a few like, okay, this is straight up like rock songs. Right, right. Um but it was like $5 at a record store and it was like in great condition. Right. I was like, okay, good. Another great example of earnestness triumphing over cool. They are very earnest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's like the one thing uh, that's been the theme in this episode is like cool bands that are more earnest than just like bad. Yeah. And that's totally okay. Sincerity. It's better. Kind of sincerity is. is better in the long run. It's more meaningful. Yeah, it lasts long because it's more unique. It just lasts longer. Yeah. 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 Man, Rush has had a lot of fucking albums. Yeah, man. Canada will not. They are going to. Don't, Canada don't stop. I would never say I don't like Rush in Canada. Yeah, no, that would be. Yeah, fucking Tragically Hip. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know what they are, really. I know their name, though. 
Dude, they had a couple songs. They they like at the the peak of their fame was they got just famous enough to play Saturday Night Live in the nineties. Oh yeah, they had a song uh-huh. called "Music at Work," and their song called "Tragically Hip" is really good. That's so Canadian. It's like, like that's fucking, a Canadian name. I love it. The tragically hip because the guy, the guy, the lead singer was just like he looked like your dad's accountant. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they were fucking right. good. Yeah, that's rad. And I, I can remember I went when I lived in Canada. I was like, I like the tragically hip. And they're like, Oh fuck yeah, bro, the hip. You were in <laughs> the yeah. hip. Just the fact that I knew who they were. They were like, yeah. Oh fucking it, this guy likes the hip, bro. Yeah. Like they were so juiced. That's awesome. That's such a great name. That's one of those names great. that like, even if you don't know the band, it's a name you remember. Yeah. You buy the shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I buy that shirt all day. I'm gonna look online after you guys leave. Yeah. Soundgarden. Who's doing that tour? Less well, I mean we can't not mention one of the great bands ever is built to spill. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You turned me on to them. I remember one time you were, I was like, I hadn't got the record and you were like, This record is candy. Like yeah. I don't mean you're like this. This is perfect. Yeah, I want. Oh God damn it! Which one? Keep it like a secret, or 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 because I remember that's the one that kind of came out around the time. It was time. after that. The next one. I have that one and one other. There's nothing wrong with love. Is kind of the record. It's probably. I think it's their first record. It's like a four track. That it song you like were. Shit. That song you were wrong. Fuck. Oh, where he's just so rebutting good. every. Lo- you were wrong when you said everything was gonna be all right. So good. You were. You were right. And then you, go, you were right when we said it's all just dust in the wind. You're just yeah. like, dude, you are doing something. He's basically he's naming oh, nuts. He's naming songs. <laughs> I'm just naming. Nuts. He's naming songs and speaking to their. You know their validity. Veracity. Yeah, I saw them live at the House of Blues. They covered Freebird full version, and the, the, the I was there. Yeah, and we the, saw a lot of shows together. Yeah, we did. And the and the concert wasn't good because he was sick, and it was an all cover show that he played a bunch of songs we haven't even heard. Yeah. But then they closed with Freebird, and we were like, "This is funny." And then no, this got great. Yeah, they did the whole solo. Yeah, they did the whatever the whole thing. Solo. When they toured with the Kings of Leon, I asked Brett. I was like, "Do they do Freebird?" It was like, "No," and it's like. They at, like Brett asked him like why don't you guys do it? He goes it's the King uh-huh. show like they can't yeah, fall. Yeah. like if we do that it's kind of a Man, dick that's move. a slippery slope because yeah you know you reckon once you do that one time once you actually pr- play Freebird when you someone says play time. Freebird yeah. yeah yeah so um have you after all your travels and success have you gone back to the homeland. <laughs> Lockerson of California. <laughs> I didn't realize you, you were a Lockerson as well. Yeah, yeah. So, what year did you graduate? I was class of two thousand. Class of two thousand. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, were you friends with my brothers or? Yes. Uh, yeah. Tony or the John Charlie. John Charlie. You know, got it. Yeah. Cool. Because he was old. Tony was old, older by. Tony was older. Two years. Tony's two years younger than me. Some of the greatest moments of my when I yeah. if I want to get nostalgic about though like between the ages of fifteen and like twenty, I think in terms of the your in front of you being in, at your house in front of your house just like hang out on the street. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Those were fucking. You couldn't beat that because your house it was up high, so you couldn't. There was never any traffic. Yeah, that street was just like a free space. Yeah, man. Like I you your parents went out of town once, and just, everyone just we lived at your house for like a week. Yeah, if you had air conditioning. It was a hundred degrees. It was fucking epic, dude. We yeah, we were really lucky to kind of have each other. <laughs> there was like a, a risk it was of a getting lucky. There, that yeah, it was sentimental. Like think because when the way you just said it like that, like fuck. I mean, I, I mean, or did you find your people too? Like, did you have a group of friends that like 
were fucking weird and like got you and, and stuff like that? By high school, yeah. If we had yeah. found like three or four yeah, yeah. of us, where we're like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is like the unit. I guess you, you know? just do. I guess people do. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just felt. I mean, it, because in it, in a weird way, it was because you got your guys's band served as such a a center to for everyone else to like it gave us stuff to do mm-hmm. we had places to go we'd go to your shows stuff to make yeah and you <laughs> since you guys were like legitimate it was like no these guys have a fucking record deal yeah. it was like look we're not just hanging out and going to see some dumb thing like these guys are fucking good and they're our friends like let's be about this yeah it was like cool to be enthusiastic about it yeah, so yeah. it was like no no guys they just got a thing like this is happening for real. This isn't some bullshit. Yeah, it's like I, there was like a you know a high school. There was an article in the high school newspaper where the leader was like, "No, this is real shit. Yeah. Like local, <laughs> this is our friends are doing this. Like let's just go to all this shit. Like let's go to every show mm-hmm. at that at the Cobalt Cafe or at the what was the place in North Hollywood? <laughs> Cobalt was one of them. That was like in Canoga. Park. The Co- that was where everyone or got North pepper Hollywood sprayed. Was Eagles. Eagles. On fucking Lankershim. Yeah. This we tiny saw the room. There. Yeah, this tiny room. And you guys would cover La Bamba. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then the place would That's explode. That's some high school shit right there. And we just That's beat, awesome. we would just beat each other to death. That's the only yeah. time I, like, you know me, I would climb on a speaker and stage dive. Right. It was great. I kicked That's a girl in the hilarious. face on act, Megan Payne. At yeah. one of your shows, I stage dove. No one was there to catch me <laughs> except Megan Payne broke my fall and I just took her down. Who was wow. Megan Payne again? She was that really pretty blonde girl that Justin kind of dated. Yeah. Yeah. She and had a sister named Margo who, who too was hot. Yeah, they were very attractive people. And I, t- I basically tackled this poor girl at a show at the Roxy. But yeah. Eagles, that was, that was the best... Those were great times. Those were great times. I mean, because it was like, it was everyone, the entire crowd were people you we knew. Yeah. And we would just beat each other up and yeah. run in a circle. It was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it was super fun. Just sweat. It was the sweatiest, hottest little room ever. Yeah. I don't even think the shows cost money. No, I don't think they did either. They did, it was like a dollar. <laughs> yeah, it was like a buck. Yeah. Which is money to a high schooler, but to everyone else, they're like, dude, that's a good deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys like would sell t-shirts or something in the singles. The singles were like $5. The t-shirts were 10 yeah. So how often do you go back there to La Crescenta? I was just there on Sunday, Saturday. So is still family still there and stuff? Family's still there. Okay. There's a band called Sad Robot. Have you guys heard of Sad Robot? No, but mm-hmm. I like that name. Yeah, it's a good name. Yeah. They're from La Crescenta, and they're uh, kind of doing stuff, and... Uh, they're actually, I think I'm going to be doing a show with them. They're doing a K-Rock residency at Hemingway's in May oh, on wow. Wednesday nights. I think I'm going to be doing a show with them okay. on, toward the end of the month, but they're a La Crescenta band. Sweet. Right. Yeah. yeah. Another cool thing coming out <laughs> Which of Which means I yeah. officially like them without yeah. hearing a single note. Yeah, they're good. They're <laughs> we don't even ever have to hear their music. Yep. Nope. We just already know in our hearts. I know what they're, they're about. I know what, yeah. they're, I know what they're dealing with. <laughs> no, I was yeah. just, what I, was, I actually texted this sad robot chick when I was there because mm. I was... I was it, it is remarkable how unchanged it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know, at least the part, like, Mark Ridge area, mm-hmm. like, you know, making that drive up Pennsylvania, left on Henrietta, right on New York, <laughs> left yeah, on yeah, Mark Ridge. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, visual, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah, all that. See yeah. it all. Except the, they have a giant park up there now. Really? Up on, like, Santa Carlotta or Mark Ridge. You drive up this dirt road and up on that mountain, there's like a big park. Oh, it's been turned into a national park. Yes, that little, yeah. But it's, but, but it's unchanged in the sense that that was always wild. Like, there were, there were never houses on but that yeah, hill. Yeah. You know? And I'm glad they kind of You could go up there way. and break stuff. We'd go up there and break stuff. We'd go up there mm-hmm. and there, was those, there were those huge metal cylinders yeah. for construction yeah. things. And we'd mm-hmm. 
roll them down the hills. We would then, build like uh, jumps for BMX bikes. Oh, hell yeah. Areas I killed like. a kid up there one time. Yeah, I remember that. That was Dude, so sick when you killed that yeah, kid. Yeah, I killed a kid. <laughs> yeah. Killed that kid. That would be like forever the sickest thing. <laughs> right. We Lord of the Flies did, and that I killed, I killed the murder. I killed Piggy up there. I yeah. beat him to death with a rock. Piggy went to our high school for a minute. Is that is that he a played Piggy in Lord of the Ra- uh, Lord of the Flies, and he went to our high school for like a month. Oh really? And everyone made fun of him, and he left. Oh wow! Yeah, that's fun for being in the movie. Yeah, that's why I killed him. Okay. Um, good move. Other dead people <laughs> didn't. Um, Warrant, like I think Warrant went to our high school, and he yeah. recently killed himself. Oh, or oh, a few oh, years wow. ago. Bummer. Yeah, I remember. I remember the street he lived on. He lived on like second or third or no that's not true it was above foothill i remember i bought the bass player's boots from his mom at a yard sale whoa <coughs> weird yeah when i look back now i go those would be good areas to go to yard sales yeah because <laughs> yeah. you'd get like cool shit that yeah. people have hung on to from the 70s or 80s lita ford yeah. lived in montrose oh really mm-hmm. well um what's your impression of it i mean like because i also have i also think and maybe it's just because it's so familiar and i have those it's colored by really good memories of buddies and everything. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could, I could live here. But then my wife is like, oh my God, I would kill myself. I would shoot <laughs> myself in the face before I lived in La Crescenta. Is she now from LA? She's from Los Feliz. Yeah. Oh, that's like right, right down the Wait, street. Here. She's from here. Right. Yeah. She's from this house. Right. <laughs> this house. She Pretty much. Here, like her dad lives just here. up the road, actually. Yeah. Like oh, walking wow. distance. Yeah. See, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a quiet kind of boring suburb, but yeah. You know, if you're at the age where you're like, okay, I'm not going out all the Maybe time. Maybe that's why. It's because I'm if old. If you just want good public schools and like, you have a you know, family. And I'm like, old. I don't like cool music. That. I just like the Beatles and like, I just want people to be fucking quiet. Yeah. yeah. You want quiet. It's kind of perfect then for it's you to like quiet a, down. Uh, it's like a good place to go. Yeah. Because it's like, it's kind of locked in between these two mountains and yeah. it's like tucked away. Yeah. And you just kind of feel secluded. You don't feel like you're in LA, but at the same time, it's 25 minutes, you're in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah, It's perfect in a lot of ways, but in, you know... I, I, I get just, the creep factor. I mean, the the, the unupdated architecture thing, yeah. I can see how that's frightening to people. I mean, because like, it really does... A lot of those homes just look like 1972, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, and a lot of people don't like... Because I still have family that lives out there, so I'm there like you know a, a good amount. Yeah. But I just you always hear people say stuff like, "Yeah, I don't go into Hollywood; it's too far." Yeah. They just kind of people just stay there. It's true. That's the one thing that's a little like depressing is that yeah. no one really like has any knowledge of anywhere else. I, I yeah. But that's kind of everybody's hometown, I guess, unless you're from a big city. But that's the thing. You were the first person I knew who like did something that got him out. Well, I know we all sort of, yeah, st- we're striving for that. Yeah. So I guess it either breeds that, it either mm. breeds a certain kind of like need to escape. You either like the or, comfort or the comfort bothers you a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I was like, I got to go do... Other yeah. things. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't imagine a future where I just never left. I just live there forever. Yeah. yeah. Like stay in your hometown, just get a job. It's especially behind. strange because of its proximity to lots of other to places. The, pretty much the rest of the world. Yeah. It's not so. It's not far imagine. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, everyone should move there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they know what we're talking. Yeah. About. Good place to like you know raise a family. That yeah. Kind of, it's a good. How school. often are you there? It's safe. Only when I go to the bank. I don't have really any reason to go there. Your bank is in La Crescenta? It's in Montrose. Huh. So that's just the only bank I've really had. Because, yeah, you have like some like 
It's a credit union. Credit union, yeah. So they're like, that's the only location in the world. Stu didn't get yeah. you to City National? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can't not be with City National if you... I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so you got... Uh, let's wrap up. You got the new... New album, May 6th. New album, May 6th. Yeah. Residency of the Viper Room. Oh, every yeah, yeah. Monday in May except the 16th. And then yeah. the Summerland Summerland tour. tour. Yeah. 30-something dates, so it's going to come through your city. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. People will come to that. I don't really care about it. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if anyone... I want to go to it. It sounds cool. Yeah. No, it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun. Um, and yeah, and so... And check out this video. It's called Sports Bar. Share it with as many people as you can. Okay. Uh, because that's sort of... That's sort of, you know... How that works. How that works. And yeah. yes. competing with people that have money to throw into that. We don't, but we do think we made a pretty strange and wonderful clip. And they can find that song on iTunes, yep. Pandora, Spotify, Audio, all those, all those places. Exactly. Um, how do they get a hold of you? you Twitter, Facebook? They want to like reach out and say, hey, awesome video. Awesome yeah. Uh, uh, Max Collins Music is Twitter okay. and Instagram and Max Collins is facebook yeah okay cool thank you thanks for, for doing this dude dude my this total great, pleasure yeah. this is a fun conversation thanks for having yeah. me bros you're welcome back whenever you want uh who do you like better me or kevin uh you thank definitely you definitely you by far it wasn't you. a hard one to win uh you're not on your phone during a podcast for example <laughs> um <laughs> you're attentive <laughs> you also you're can't multitask <laughs> <laughs> it's true i can't two bands counts as multitasking <laughs> okay Take that's that. valid okay <laughs>